Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Hi, I'm Mark Striegel, host and producer of this show since 2005. On this episode, we're going to talk some rock, some metal, and anything else we feel like. We're also going to jam some tunes, have a drink, and share some honest opinions. Thanks for listening to the Talking Metal Podcast. Let's get things started. Here's an old classic that sounds just as good today as it did when we were kids.
never wouldn't make a sound Running through the woods back to Uncle Tom's shack Where the full moon shines through the rooftop clouds from our live video stream that we do every Friday night. This took place a week or so ago. It is Bruce Kulick from KISS, formerly of KISS, and Eric Turner of Warrant. The song you just heard coming into the episode was Uncle Tom's Cabin, a a song we're going to talk to Eric Turner about. Classic Warrant song off the Cherry Pie record, which is 30 years old this year. So there you go. And to get us into the interview, we're going to hear some kiss right now. This is Tears Are Falling, followed by a recent edition of Talking Metal Live, the audio only, obviously, here on the podcast. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Here we go.
Hey. <laughs> How you doing? We made are it. Are we live on Facebook? We are live on Facebook. Okay, hello, Facebook. Guys, welcome to another edition of Talking Metal Live. We are streaming live on Facebook, and we have Eric Turner from Warrant joining us tonight, and a man who really needs no introduction, Bruce Kulik from Grand Funk Railroad, and of course, Kiss. Bruce, you look great, man. Oh, thank you. Flattery will hey, get Bruce. you everywhere, but not really. <laughs> it, it looks like this quarantine's treating you well. I mean, you, you really you look rested. You you doing okay? I, I you know it took me a, a little while to get adjusted and realizing what you know is going to happen to live entertainment, which is a big part of my my career. But I seem to have uh, fell into the um, look for the silver linings, meaning let me enjoy what I can do at home. So I've been unbelievably busy in some ways more busy than ever you know right. uh, because there aren't those travel days to, to to bookend everything so and now it's all about me providing this connection with my fans which i'm very grateful for and i'm working really hard at it but the response is fantastic so i have to you know just just stay on it uh and i i, I told john right before uh we started actually when we were setting it up how I just finished, I, I'm experimenting now with lights in the house that a, that a neighbor loaned me um, because I needed to do a really well-lit video of my solos for a project in Sweden. So um, every day is like a kind of a new trick. I'm learning new things all the time. Uh, I, you're not my first Zoom, guys, okay? I've been pretty <laughs> okay. used to uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, it just happened with Eddie Trunk yesterday, you know, but that's okay. Oh, cool. you know? But, but you know, I've always heard of Zoom, and I realized a lot of the there, – there were schools using it and other things like that, and I've done lots of things that uh, – all of them, none of them don't mean something. They were all powerful, and that's why I know the last – when you invited me a week ago, actually, there wasn't enough time with, like, how I had my day scheduled, but, I, you know, I took the next opportunity, which is today. Absolutely. Well, so thanks for thank you so me. much for doing that, Bruce. And as you said, you might have more things and more interviews going on now because that's what people are doing. And you've learned to be your own television producer, lighting guy exactly. and everything in your own house. Yes. Oh, and even better than that. And here's another silver lining. I love Governor Cuomo's comment there, even though I'm out in Nevada. <laughs> I watched I watched that news because I really admire him. And I'm a New Yorker. You know that. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. New York. Um, you know, I never, I, 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 of course have done sessions for many years, just like I did that work for ACE, you know, last year. Right. I, right. And I know when we, we can get into that later. We know that we don't know when that's coming out now, which is pretty wise, unfortunately, which, but I contributed a solo for him. Right. Unless yeah, you know absolutely. something, but maybe no, I'll tell you, I got I'll, I'll break it a little. Well, actually, okay, I can't great. break it, but I'll so, tell you offline. So, um, <laughs> typically for me to record a solo, I go off to, um, in LA, I had a guy that could eat, I could either go to or he'd come over with his Pro Tools and I had the, the interface and the speakers in my home. And of course I got my guitars, but uh, I always went somewhere. I never did it in my home, even though uh, I have GarageBand on my iMac and I've had, you know, I did own Pro Tools for a while, but I didn't keep up with it and that became a problem. Anyway, because of the, really because of this Chris Jericho project that I'll make a mention of uh, when we're chatting more, I uh, realized I needed to uh, be able to provide a solo for somebody that sounded, you know, professional, sounded like me, something they can drop into their, their file because I ain't going nowhere. You know what I mean? And right. it, 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 um, that's, that's another new thing. And, and now I'm passing that on to other people like Todd Kearns, who, who's the singer from those cruise dates and who, uh, you know, 
uh, we had a great conversation this week and now he's like, I bought my mic. I'm going to get ready. You know what I mean? Because right. I want to continue working with them. So now I've done like, um, like four sessions already in the house. It's great. I'm actually miking a small amp that, but a tube, tube head and cabinet. And it's a lot of fun. And everyone's saying that it sounds terrific. Uh, and, and I'm really proud of that. It's really exciting. And now all of a sudden it's like, today was the day. All right. Specific instructions. Uh, bright video of those solos playing you know and and then wow. stand don't do it sitting you know what i mean right. because the one i gave chris jericho for that project which the song that i contribute to his quarantine thing with a k which uh right. i'm doing something with them tomorrow um uh, they no 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 came out and the, the short story is that if if um first of all eric singer tells me and you know i'm very tight with eric and he goes you know these guys kent and joe from nashville they're big Kiss fans. They, they play with uh, Luke Bryan. That's a huge country star, right? right. I said, you know, I'm not really sure who they are. Then I, I look up their Facebook, and I could tell very accomplished Nashville guys, country more, but love Kiss because I see people like Fran from the road crew. For, right. for <laughs> yeah, from Kiss, right. And then I see Keith LaRue, you know, and I see other people like <laughs> on their Facebook, and I'm going, all right, they've been to Kiss shows. They're big fans, right. you know. So um, I'm in touch with them and they go like, check out, no, 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 this is what we're working on. And I was just like, holy crap, the, the Joe guy like nailed my stuff. And, and wow. I could never even think that he was a Nashville, I mean, a country guitar player. Sorry. Right. But right. country's, you know, look, he's just an accomplished musician. Kent played the drums great, buddies with Eric. And then they go, all right, who's on bass? PJ Farley. Oh, rock dude. Right. Cool. Trick oh, cool. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And then I'm like, so who's singing? Oh, Chris Jericho. I'm like, wow, this is, are you kidding me? Yeah. Well, let's do it, you know? And um, no, 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 I was very impressed with that. And then, like I said, they're going like, well, look, we're sending you tracks next week. Can you put, put Lee guitar on it? And I was like, oh shit, here I go. Got to learn garage, man. Got to learn what to do, you know? And then I, wow. I jumped into it, trial and error, you know, asking friends, what do you think? How does this sound? Is this going to work? And then uh, it became... Um, I still curse at the damn thing because I don't know what I'm doing half of the time. But <laughs> trial and error is how you learn stuff. So, and, yeah. and that thing, uh, I know. Um, the, the, you know, first of all, the, the excitement about that, and why I'm always going to give credit to my not another one of my important things that I could now include in my life, meaning record at my home. You know, I'm not saying I never want to see right. a studio again, but for the foreseeable future, I could do quality lead guitar work and maybe more. In fact, I can do some backing tracks. I'd love to do more with. Lisa, where we perform, and some songs yep. that we like to do, really hard for me to just do it where, it, you know, what's going to happen when I go into the solo and there's nothing there? Or can't I just have a little click and a bass going or just a slight rhythm guitar when I break mm -hmm. it? And I know, I know you understand that. So now that I understand the damn program, finally, I, I, I did do it pretty <laughs> well on the iPad, but I, I didn't want to do it there. I, I, I realized I have the big iMac, I have my wife's laptop, which I could do it here too. But it's all working great, and I'm so excited about it. And and the Chris Jericho thing, the reaction, first of all, just to tell you how cool it was, I get an email from Gene. He shares the no, no, no with me. Wow. Okay. He doesn't okay. know that I already did the guitarist for their second song. <laughs> okay. But, I, I, you know, I thought that was really cool. And I, and I saw that, that Chris just did some press for Spin Magazine that he shared with me this morning. And, and, and in the article, it mentions that, that Gene and Paul, and that, you know, Chris is great friends with Paul, and he, and he played, played my track, and he said, what do you think of the guitarist? He said, 
that guy knows the parts. He said, well, he better. It was Bruce, you know, something like oh, that. That's great. <laughs> the conversation. So that's really cool. So the fact that those guys in this, let's face it, would I have networked with them the same way without the pandemic? And I could never wish this on anyone, anything like this for the world, for all of us, with how we're dealing with things. Of course not. But like Governor Cuomo always said, you got to look for some of the silver linings here. Absolutely, Otherwise, yeah. it's the big damn, you know, I call it the shit show because it is, you right. know, everything's yep. crazy. And we don't, and, and believe me, I got doctor friends and really smart people I talk to because I want to keep politics out of any of this. That You know, a, a virus doesn't know politics. And honestly, um, no one knows. You know, my, right. my bright right. people go like, we don't know really. We're you know, but but you don't have to make any decisions about going anywhere yet. So do what you're doing. And you know what I'm saying? So and then, of course, the big announcement this week, which I was only tipped off, you know, a few days before, of course, before about the cruise being postponed. You right. know? Yep. I mean, I, 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 I wasn't surprised, but, you know, there it was. And they finally announced it. And I I didn't read all the chatter about it. I'm sure there's some entertaining things there. But it, yeah. it, I thought Paul and Gene's messages were right on point. Yeah, and, I saw both of the messages. And yeah. uh, I, I thought that they were good. And they they make complete sense. Now, one of the things that I haven't heard about yet, you might have, um, is will Cruise Fest still happen? Probably not, because you were going to do a lot of cool stuff with Ace uh, at right. the Right. Cruise pre-party. Yeah. You know, I went to that site this morning. It's kind of funny. I always feel like an investigator every day. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know just like I, I'll i do it for your show. I did it this morning, too. Right. I'm like, okay, what does it look like? I want to see what, I'm, <laughs> what, what am I walking myself into, even though, you know, I have a lot of respect for you, and we've known each other a lot. Thank you. As Absolutely. not only professionally in the industry, but we're guitar geeks and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Anyone out there not know this, that he's a guitar geek? <laughs> I got a couple of right little amps on my couch, but I can't like <laughs> lift them up and show them. Anyway, uh, but but what was interesting was I went to the Kiss Cruisers site where they have that you know kind of cool graphic of Ace and I, and they said that they were going to announce something tomorrow about what they're hand you know how they're going to handle it. Let's be honest. Um, I mean, first of all, that that may maybe things could happen in October, maybe. Uh, uh, you know, but I, I'm not so bullish about that. But the point is most people that are the fans that want to buy a ticket there, they, they're flying in from everywhere in the world to get on the boat at the end of the, you know, the pre-cruise, right, get on the right. cruise. So it, it wouldn't make any sense for me to think that they had a, a, a smart plan other than we're going to mirror what they figure out for the following right. year. I mean, that makes a lot of sense to me, but I'm not the official word. I'm not the right. promoter. So I'm I'm just guessing here. Uh, what yeah, confuses yeah. me more is the Motley Crue, Poison, Def Leppard, Joan Jett yeah, thing. Correct. I don't get it. I don't yeah, get it. I'm sure I we'll be hearing something about that soon. But yeah. but but Bruce, just to back up a little bit, because you the the uh, the Chris Jericho um, quarantine mm -hmm. project or band with a K. Now this yep. is all '80s era Kiss stuff that they're focusing. That's the on, right? yeah, that's what I, I don't know of like a third track yet, but I believe that's the way that's the narrative that Chris has always put out there. And honestly, I do know for a fact he's a huge fan of my era. Like when that book came out, um, uh, oh, I'm terrible with names. Greg Prado put out that book about my era, basically. Right. Uh, I remember the book. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know about that one. I'm, I'm, uh, help me out here. Whatever. Take it off. Was it take it off? Maybe. Yes, take it. Yeah, take it off. No, okay. Take it yeah, off. Something like that, right? And then, 
I, he reached out to me. I love Greg. He, he's he, he's writing. He's writing an Aerosmith book now. He asked me for quotes, and then I'm sure he'll write a Hendrix book at some point. Whatever. He's going to do it all. <laughs> and and I remember he asked me. He goes like, uh, "What do you think? Uh, can you get someone to do a forward?" And I remember I thought of Chris, and I also thought of Andreas Carlson, who's that famous producer, songwriter guy, friends with Paul, and he was on a, a cruise a few years ago. He's another one. So. I recommended both of his names. Chris did the forward for that, okay? Wow. You know, for, for, for Greg's book. Um, yeah, I, I think his first concerts in Winnipeg where he grew up, and, and he's such a rock fan, and he's such a maniac as a wrestler, as you know. He's, he's high energy all, all the time. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a brand. And, and uh, I, I, I find it really, really, of course, for me, flattering. And then knowing what a, what a star he is, you know, uh, that, that he gets – excited when you know we're geeking out over kiss and you know for me i appreciate that but uh, you know it's kind of it is kind of it's really really interesting for me so I, I i'm so excited about that project and the fact that i know gene likes it and paul thinks it's cool too i there's no downside and you know he's really tight with brent and and todd because they're canadian yeah you know, totally. you know uh, brent fitz and todd Kearns. and uh brent actually grew up with him it was really fun. wow i didn't know that yeah, in Winnipeg, you know. I think he was at the same, like, either Asylum or Crazy Nights concert, you know, with, with Brent. <laughs> and, and, and Brent's brought up Chris many times because, you know, he knows all the Canadian guys and, and he knows Chris. And, and um, you, you know, I, I was aware that maybe in the future, you, you know, we can do something with his cruise, you know what I mean? Because he has a cruise. Yeah, he has a Jericho well. cruise, right? Right, right. Uh, and it's a rock and, and wrestling thing because Fozzie performs, you know. Mm-hmm. So that, the connection's always really been there. But again, the silver lining of the pandemic is the fact that all of a sudden these people come together suddenly, you know, right. that probably would, right. would have been way too busy with all the commitments that everybody has with that band and that band and that project. So it's the I, new world here. That, that's I can't wait to hear what what Chris and and you and the guys have in store with that. That sounds very cool. Sure. And you mentioned Todd. Did you say you were doing some recording with with, with Todd Kearns? Is that's that the goal. I mean, earlier this year, I remember doing some press because we were actually even hoping to maybe record a song or something like that before last year's cruise, Kiss Cruise Nine. But but really, with the sets that we put together, we we couldn't do both. You know, you know, you got the job at hand, which is perform you know uh, you know killer uh, music tight and we do all these medleys which are very complicated to put together and then to study and then to learn you know five songs become one yeah. song that you have to learn you know with right transitions right. and everything um and it takes time so we couldn't do any recording before that and then as soon as the new year happened uh i did some press that our intention was because i already wrote some music that i was sharing with the guys that we were looking at and i swear it was like the end of February was when I, I started to work uh, again with both Zach and Zach Thrones, the other guy, the bass player who also sings great, and Todd. And then, uh, you know, March 11th, you know, everything just changed, you know. You, you know what's yeah. And um, everybody went into shock and all that. And, and really, I wouldn't even have known, like, how to get to step one. Yeah, we could do FaceTime writing sessions and all that. And then what do you do with it? You know what I mean? Yeah. So now that the conversation has finally changed to – well, since we don't really know when it's going to be okay to actually get together and, and do it that way, we can continue this writing and, and we're all going to work on our demos. So Zach's preparing like a garage band session for me. 
from the song that I worked on with him. Todd dived in. I swear, I think he opened up GarageBand like this week. You know what I mean? That's, that's <laughs> huge news. I'm telling you, Canada, it should be the headlines of the, because uh, when, <laughs> yeah. when I asked him like weeks ago, I go like, you have GarageBand on your laptop. Did you ever open it? Oh, I know it's there. Because no. oh. right. I know him. He's like me. <laughs> he goes to that guy's studio. In fact, he turned me on to a great guy here in, right. in town that I would go to and get recorded. This guy, Jimmy Romero, and he's tight with Todd. Uh, you know, sometimes I had to coordinate my schedule because Todd was busy with the guy and I needed to get in there for a session, you know, so, but, but <laughs> no offense to a Jimmy or any of these people who have studios, the more you could do at home anyway, when you can go into the bigger studio, get it right, you can actually use that as a template and then, and then yep. improve on that. I mean, hot in the shade. Okay. That's what happens. Right, 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 right. You know, so, I like that. <laughs> and at least, so in this way, at least there's progress, there's, there's mm. movement with it. And, you know, I affectionately call the guys, I, I always have fun with them, is uh, they're the Vegas mob, M-O-B-B, members of Bruce's band. Right. Okay? <laughs> you know, I'm looking for a cool logo for that, okay? Yeah. Bruce uh, Kulik, featuring the Vegas mob, or wow. and the Vegas mob, something like that. And it's funny, when I group text with them, it comes up, mob. The you know? mob, right. <laughs> and then one time, <laughs> I, I swear, my iPad or my iPhone, all of a sudden it said, I swear, I didn't put it in, it said, Vegas mob. And I was like, I didn't do what? that. Like, what yeah, how did I you know. get was, that? That's great. really weird. You know? I believe it though. I believe that. Yeah. And I think maybe the iPhone knew that everyone's address was in Vegas. Vegas. <laughs> yeah. Weird things like that have been happening where I swear my phone is listening to me. I, and I right. don't even think it's a conspiracy. I think no, it I is. Yep. And ads, like I was talking about a wireless once. I was right. not on the computer. I was yep. physically talking about a wireless and I was holding my phone. Yep. 30 minutes later, I look up my phone, there's an ad for a wireless system. That's yeah, an ad for a wireless. So maybe, maybe yeah. it just adjusted my group text of Vegas mob. I love right. that. <laughs> I, I got rid of it because it was too long. I want just M-O-B-B. The mob. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but, so Bruce, uh, you, you did a, um, an, another track. Uh, I, don't, I think it was just a one-off with uh, Joel from White Snake and Andreas yes. from Sepultura, the police song. And I, I want to hear about that, but I wanted yeah. to also tell you that I love that PRS that you were playing. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty guitar and it's a great sound. Well, look, this is what's happening now. I mean, my life was always about traveling for the gigs with Graham Funk, who, you know, I love those guys. I have no clue when we can actually do our next date. You realize that. Right, and right. Uh, that's a whole nother conversation. But in the meantime, okay, um, what can I do at home? So I see an email from a guy, I never heard of him, but he mentioned some players that I admire, okay? Joel in particular, okay? I think a last-minute guy he got on there was Monty Pittman, who I've played with, the, the, the Madonna guitar player. Right. Big ESP right. endorser, but he's a monster on the guitar. I only found out, here's what's so funny about it, because I'm anxious to contribute and learn and do things like this, okay? This guy, Gabe, I can't even pronounce his last name, something with a T. Apparently, he's from Argentina. I didn't even know that, okay? I knew that today <laughs> when I saw the YouTube, you know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, he, he hits me with a track. I, he wrote it professionally. I always judge, and I, you know, like if someone wants me to do something for them for, for a charity or for, for money, I want to see a, you know, a normal email. I don't want to see it right. like all over the place, you know? Because yeah. <laughs> you, you get what I'm saying, okay? Right. Yeah. I type very professionally, not always, but certainly if I'm trying to make an impression on someone to respect me, it's going to be, you know. Anyway, the yeah. emails were great. He was very clear about what was going on. The track was Synchronicity, synchronicity 2. I am a big police fan, I really. I was a Sting fan. I couldn't believe right. it when I met him years ago. 
he would be at SRR when Kiss was rehearsing for something, you know. And wow. I was just like, and a very sweet man, very sweet, very bright. Cool. So anyway, I heard the track and I was like, wow, this could be cool. So then he sends me the, the, the file. This is my, literally my second official session in my home, right? <laughs> I, I import it. And of course they tell you, okay, your section is like 3.30 to, you know, four minutes or something like that. And you're going to plug in and play. And then, you know, I kind of think about the track. I think about what I heard a little bit some of the other guys did. And then I got to figure out guitar. So, John, you know I have too many guitars, okay? Even though Correct. As, Correct. As a guitar collector like yourself, you can never have enough, okay? Correct. That's true, too. So, so I thought <laughs> about it, and I'm on like, all right, first of all, they're in 440. That guitar is set up in 440, meaning concert pitch. Okay, right, I don't right. think I want to do anything with a Floyd Rose. I don't want to go, right. I'll just do very melodic. I'll, I could dig in. Maybe I could do a, it's a major chord kind of a song. Some of it's minor than it's going to be. Uh, the section I had was going to be a major thing. So I'm thinking more uh, just a, a guitar that's not the uh, Floyd Rose whammy bar thing. But I did keep the theme going. I, I thought, maybe let me have some fun with this. I should pull out the whammy pedal, okay? Oh, Which right, is, right. I saw I, the pedal. The only time I've ever used it before in my entire <laughs> life was on the Carnival of Souls album, okay? You know what wow. I'm saying? And and I used it quite a bit on solos. That's why don't ask me to play the hate solo. I have no idea. It's going, <laughs> you know, I don't know what setting I had on. My foot's moving. I'm moving around. I, I, I don't know. And, and it took me a really long time to like kind of figure it out a little bit. And then I just stuck with higher octave, okay. You know what I mean? So meaning when you step on it, bam, it's gonna go. It's, it's, I've never even tried one of those, so I don't even know yeah, the feel oh, of it. It's, yeah. it's a trip, especially the harmony thing, but that's the beginning of loner of an uh, of a, uh, owner of a lonely heart, sorry. Wow. You know that. that oh, I, I got, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think Tom Morello used that a lot. Yeah, and too. Tom does it really well, actually, yeah. There's an art to that, but there's so many uh, choices because you could do harmonies, you could do, just the octave thing. So I realized I did one solo that was like, I, I know you guys would have loved because it was like, like from another planet because everything sounded like, you know, it was just too, too <laughs> yeah. weird, you know. Uh, and then I remember I even asked Lisa, I said, I need some help here because I wound up like doing five that I kept, you know, and then I wow. sat her down. I said, all right, here's a pad. Uh, one to 10. What you think of each one? Number one, here we go. Boom. Well, okay. Number two, what do you think? And I'm making a note. She makes a note. And then she did even more. I mean, she, she's, she's fantastic in so many ways. Where I'm the guy that would just go eight, six, right. nine. Right. You know, she's got like a, a number, but then she describes it. Okay. You right. know, wow. She's descriptive, you know, more 80s, much more melodic very wild you, you know right. you know wow. so, it's great so that she's a, she's a musician too and a, a well, great singer and so she knows you. you know yeah. well, what she's talking about she doesn't play an instrument though okay okay she's just, but but I, you know in all defense that was that was like a mean thing to say i didn't mean it that way <laughs> when i communicate with her about music when we set up these songs and we rehearse she's not used to it and john and any of you guys who play and any listeners that are musicians you know yeah let's take it from the top no, no, the bridge. All right, uh, a bar before the bridge. Here you go. You, you know, you musicians speak little. Right. No, no, no. Yeah. You come in on the on the upbeat of one. No, no, no. The right. downbeat. Of, wait for this one. You know, you know. We talk. We have these cues. You right. know, different and, lingo. And and right, right. Or and and I need to. No, I want the retard to start right here. You know, and then we got to go over that. Most of, I mean, she's really getting used to. It. I'm like camp counsel. You know, I did that. Right. Yeah, I, absolutely. I the rock and roll fantasy camp, but. That's what I got to do with her. 
but yeah, she's creative and she's got a great voice and she's got an opinion. We have some things um, actually that in, in, you know, that we need to plan and rehearse for now that are, are going to be different challenges for us, us and we want to be a little unique with it. We have to be. It's just the two of us. Even, yeah, if I, we, it, even if I make that backing track, it's still just the two of us. And I could do a little bit of vocals with her. Sadly, I'm not the singer that uh, another, another person could support her with, but uh, it's going to be fun. But anyway, we, we, we compare notes, right? Getting back to the solo. And then the one that she really loved, I had a high mark for, even though I had another one that I had a relatively high mark for. And I said, you know, you're right. Yeah, and I think of you more as the listener, you know, and I think right. it's great the way it ended. I go, and I, so I'm hitting a note on the guitar on the G string. Then I actually do hit the octave on the high E string, okay, of that note, be it A or G, I don't remember. And then I go whoop, with the pedal. Right. So that takes wow. it up another two octaves. And so if you listen wow. to that solo, that's what you hear. And I go, all right, if that's the only spot I use the whammy pedal, at least I got something. At least you got it in there. <laughs> the $200 <laughs> at least it's I spent in on it. You know? yeah. yeah, so it's in right there. On. Anyway, I, I shared the file. I remember I w it was a little hard for me. I don't know how to edit my stuff yet, meaning combine a couple of tracks. I'm going to learn this shit. Right. I trust you. But right. it takes me, I don't want that to get in the way of me moving forward. And these guys right. who generally spend their life or you're anybody who's an engineer who knows any of this stuff, they know how to adjust things. And, and right. you, know, you can oh, send oh, them all five solos and they can cut it up any way they want. Like, right. And that's the other thing I did just two days ago. Another guy, this guy, you know, uh, I, I, you know, the music was a little bit of a challenge. He was closer to an incubus to me, you know, but he wanted my kind of revenge crazy nights guitar leads you know so i had fun with it and you know what on the opposite where i only wanted to give gabe's project one solo but i asked him to like adjust one note a little okay which he did so it's great but cool. this other guy i gave him everything i i kept okay which was like four solos and a harmony to one of them and i said i know you're a good engineer because i could tell the way he wrote me and how he right. you know prepared the email about the session notes and things like that. I go like, this guy's going to know what to do with everything. So he writes me the next morning. It was so cool. And he goes like, dude, first of all, I loved what you did. I had a lot of fun with it. I know you're going to love it. I actually moved, you know, I did take a few different things and put it. Oh, together. Cool. That's great. And, and uh, you know, and, and I was happy with every lick I, pay, I played that I gave it to him. And I'm hoping obviously he did a great job, but I'm sure he did. And that's exciting too. You yeah, know, that's cool. But, so when you hear it back, it'll be a new thing, something new. It'll probably it'll be a little it. new for me, and that's right, okay. Yeah, right. uh, and then the other session that I did, which is the one that I was just filming for today, which will come out like in a week, and that's the funny thing. And John, you know this because you're in the industry again. How long ago did I record with Ace? And I'll let you explain that in a minute. Right, you know, right. but <laughs> typical, you know, in the, in the normal world, pre-COVID, anything you did, you know, usually come out six months, three months, six months, a year. And all that was totally normal, right? Until right. it was released. Okay. And now it's like, done, we're done. We're, oh, edit the video. That's not, right. no one's going on, on, on location to do it, right? It's all yeah, right, coming right. from the people. And it home. comes out like a week later, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like when Chris Jericho, the last part, when I gave him the solos for Heart of Chrome, and within like, like four days, I saw this incredibly edited video and and you know so that's the way everyone is working so this guy in uh sweden who's a dear friend of mine chris laney um he he is, his project is it's very cool actually um what he, they're doing is they want to cover 80s movie soundtracks and if you think uh, about it there's a lot of wow. tunes that could be turned into rock songs and the one that we did i did was uh 
uh, I don't want to give it away. I'll just say the, the artist that sang the song is Tina Turner. And it's an amazing track. Right. I had a lot of fun doing the solo. And then I swear I gave him the solo probably uh, Tuesday. Uh, Thursday, he, he gives me the final mix and he's begging me, I need the video as soon as possible. It's coming out like in next Thursday. You know what I mean? Wow. So wow. Like, that's great. That's, a, that's cool. Know. It's neat. Right. right. And, and now, and, and he said, uh, you got to stand, you know, and make sure it's well lit. Those instructions. Wow. So, so now wow. I'm like, and, and you know what? And he didn't mind. I'm just like a featured guy on it. I'm not playing the whole song because I didn't play on the whole song. I don't know the whole song. Right. I play the, you know, the, the, the solo and then the ending solo. So just put me in the video there. I'm happy with that. What do I have to like? Right Make believe right. I'm playing along. Like you're doing rhythm guitar at the beginning of the tune, right? Yeah, yeah. No, it's not not important. And and it's a great track. They did a great job. And 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 he was so excited because he's another Kiss fan. Actually, he performed with me uh, one time when I went to Sweden with with guys that I picked up to be in my band. You know, he's in Stockholm. Terrific guy. And I did I did another thing with him. This project called uh, Dreams in the Witch House project, which was like a horror thing that's supposed to turn actually into like some sort of movie or something like that like a rock opera you know and i played a lot of uh, acoustic stuff some electric things on it so everyone's like like uh having fun musically you know what i mean and it's going to continue sure so give me the scoop on the ace thing because i i I wanted to bring it up with eddie yesterday and i forgot there was so much (laughs) else to talk about so I, I didn't even tell Ace this yet, believe it or not. Oh, so, wonderful. Uh, we got a scoop yeah, here. Yeah, so you're, you're hearing it first. And, um, so the, the label um, has an idea of when they want to release the album, which is Origins 2, Ace Freely. And uh, they also have an idea on when they want to announce it, like the announce a, a, a release date. So I will fill you in on that offline. But the, the good news is it's going to happen. And uh, if everybody doesn't know, they, they know now that Bruce – uh, you played uh, on the record, which is great. Yeah, uh, it was uh, uh, Manic Depression, which was, uh, wow, interesting title for nowadays, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no doubt, yeah. Uh, but but I, I, always, I always knew that Ace, I, I bring it up all the time, too, that he was a big Hendrix fan, you know, so. Right on. So, it, it, you know, it, it took um, uh, a little time just to figure out the, the when and the what, and it's kind of nice to have, have him and I, you know, text each other and, and it's awesome. it was a nice, yeah, I, I really was, was flattered that he asked. And I know the, the label always wanted me to be involved with one of his cover record things. So, you know, and the fact that we both respect each other and get along, it was, it was, it was my honor to be involved. I think. And for the Kiss fans, that's right. a really cool thing. I mean, you know, yeah. and, and I had a question for both you guys, you know, because, I've seen, you know, the clips from the Kiss Cruise of you playing with Todd and the guys, and they sound yeah. so good. Mm-hmm. I unfortunately have never been able to go on the Kiss Cruise. Um, but why not a tour, Bruce and Ace, out there, you each play a set. That, yeah, that, that would be great. Uh, us Kiss fans would right. go nuts for that. That's going to be a sellout every night. Um, I want you two guys to work on that. That would be amazing. Yeah, okay, Bruce, I, we will. I, I, we I will. Know no one's touring right now, but, but eventually right. it's going to come back. <laughs> Exactly. I, I don't think it's something that, that would not be well received. I, I'm aware of that. So you never know yeah. where the future takes us. Is that, is that, 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 that's, for that's sure. actually absolutely true, Bruce. When you have a break from grand funk dates, whenever touring gets back going again, uh, right. this is something definitely we could put together. Right. And uh, uh, your, your band that you use with Todd and Brent, and I mean, you guys are great. And uh, like Mark said, fans would love that because it's, right. 
two guys from Kiss. Yeah. And the coolest thing is that you and Ace get along great and sure. have a mutual respect for each yeah. other. And uh, it's cool. You know what? I, I want to let Mark, Mark has some more questions, but I, I sure. wanted to mention how cool it was when Ace and uh, Grand Funk were on the Rock Legends cruise. That was my first yeah. ever cruise. Right. And we had such a fun time on yeah, that cruise. Did. I watched your yeah. shows. Uh, and, and you came to say ace shows sure. and, uh, and then I, I, the funniest thing was that I, for some, ace always likes me to wear a suit. So it was like, we were, yeah. we stepped off the boat and I'm walking down and I, I run into you and Lisa, Lynn and I, and, um, and, and you were laughing because everybody was in shorts and, and I'm yeah. wearing like a suit, like in this beautiful, on. and it, it yeah. had to been 90 degrees, some island yeah. we blew into it. I'm like, Oh my God. But anyway, well, you you were quite well dressed. You were you were very thank handsome. you thank you. <laughs> oh, totally inappropriate, but you were handsome. Yes, I was well dressed, one hundred percent inappropriate, but well dressed. I only was <laughs> off the boat for like an hour, and then I had to, yeah. of course, get right back on because I think right. Ace had a show that night. And I even yeah. said to Ace, I said, "Can I leave the boat for like one hour?" And he's like, "Yeah, go for it." Like that's so that was, but that was a great great time, yeah, and it was really cool. I, that I'm not going to forget that. I know. I remember that. <laughs> so, Bruce, I wanted to take you back. Sure. The, the first time John and I ever met you uh, was in Rhode Island. Do you remember this, John? After Absolutely. the Crazy Nights concert. I believe it would have been late 87. Does that sound right, John? Yes. Yes. And it was uh, we, we hung out at the hotel and got to meet you. Paul and Eric, and wow, what, what a great night that was. We were crazy Kiss fans oh. as we still are today. Um, what memories do you have of that, that, specifically that tour, the Crazy Nights tour? You know, it's funny that, that not a lot of stuff stands out from the U.S. portion. I just know that uh, during Crazy Nights, all of a sudden, some of the really big festival dates started to happen for us. And we went to, to Europe, but, and, and, and then I know we went to Japan. There's a great video of that. So I honestly, I got to like maybe watch some videos. I know the stage had those cool metal ramps that went up that were kind of yeah. fun. And, and I know Eric had a big drum solo. I think that was a tour when he introduced some of the... Yeah, the, the electronic with, drums. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. yes. So those were things, memories. But it's kind of interesting with Crazy Nights. I mean, I loved all the, the videos we did for it and the live stuff. And and the staging was always exciting to me for Kiss. You know, for the for that era, I really think that they all were very special. I really do. Yeah, but right. um, it's funny how this a few of the other tours stand out a little more to me. But I knew you were going to say Eric would be there. Okay, after the yeah. show, this Eric Carmel. <laughs> in, in the hotel bar. It's interesting that Paul was down. Usually, it would just be Eric, and maybe I'd go down if I realized I wanted to just just burn off some energy from a post gig thing. And Gene would probably be having a meal in his room right. in the biblical sense, if you know what I mean. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, it 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 was. Look, uh, it's hard for me to remember shows and everything. That's why I think you're prompting me to go take a look at a bootleg of a live right. show from that year. <laughs> well, you know what's interesting about yeah. some of those those 80s kiss tours it, it seems like I'll be right back i gotta get something it's no i said mark i'll be right back i gotta get something to show oh, okay. bruce so you ask bruce the question and i'll be right you back bruce it seems like i remember the animalized tour and, and i'm trying to think um asylum possibly i mean there was times where the 80s era songs in the set list far outweighed the 70s songs I mean, right. there was, there was, there was, I believe on that, maybe it was Animalized, where there was really only 
four, possibly five 70s era Kiss songs right. in the set list. And you guys were really focusing hard on um, the, the current stuff you were playing right. at that time. And you, was, there, was there an effort by Paul and Gene? Because let's face it, you know, these, the coolness factor sometimes goes in 20-year cycles. So in right. the 80s, the 70s was not cool. Right. Was, so were they really kind of shunning what they had done in the past? I mean, to be honest, I was given, I remember, um, you remember I was just going to be the temporary uh, replacement for Mark St. John, but of course right. that turned into, the you know, like like the entire Animalized tour. And then, of course, they offered me the gig in, by December of, of 84. But you got to remember that the tape I was given, Learn These Songs, I remembered it was, it was obviously from the Lick It Up tour, okay? And that set already had songs from Lick It Up. It had songs from, um, Cre- I mean, Creatures of the Night, okay? Right. So there's those two albums. And then there were a few Kiss classics. But, and then there was the new stuff they wanted to share, meaning the Animalize record, you know? So I think as time went on, we didn't always support the newest record that much. And we, by Hot in the Shade, obviously, that was the tour we really started to bring back some old things older stuff right very appropriate that way so i you know to be honest um i didn't have much to say in any way especially my first tour of course what right. we what was chosen but i remember that gene and paul especially would be very shy about if we try a song and it didn't connect it wasn't done again and i i don't know if that was the right decision or not but they did that but think about it how many bands have cataloged that deep you know that even if i yeah. joined in their Tenth uh, year or eleventh year, you know what I mean. I mean, you know, they 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 put out a lot of records through the years. So, yeah, I, I still think that, and I think the animal I set was great, and it lives on because of the uh, uh, the video, live, the animalized live video was great. Um, yeah, Bruce, yeah. I want to show you something, and then Mark, okay. I know you got another yeah. question, but check this out, Bruce, and this is real. I knew it. As soon as you were holding a drum, I knew it would be Chikara. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. This is one of Eric's uh, wow. drums from uh, the Crazy Nights tour. And right. these heads are even like the, the heads that were on, on the big European festivals. Like the bass drum still has, uh, like right. I could tell by watching the videos. And sure. there's, they're like cool little triggers. And I even asked Night Bob, who did sound right. for you guys. I see and the like, yep. I see it. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. see, see yeah. the triggers in there, and there's a yep. there's a quarter inch jack on it too. Like it's really cool. Yep. yep. Yeah, that's so, so funny. I'm really glad I remembered that it was the Crazy Nights tour that he started with the boom, 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 boom. Yeah, that sounded so cool. I love that. Yeah. Oh yeah, that reminded me like yesterday. I, I had a little break that I wanted to fool around with some of the loops and the samples that you get in GarageBand. I'm, I'm not doing a promo for Garage Man. I'm just explaining. <laughs> but but it, it would blow your mind how much stuff's in there. There's over like 5,000 sounds. But there were a few that reminded me of the boom, you know, that, that era. Oh, of that trigger. sound, right. Yeah, uh, I got to look at it. Yeah. Mark, here's the thing, Bruce. I bet you don't know this. Mark, uh, is you teach classes in Garage Man, right? Uh, well, I, I've, I haven't taught any in GarageBand, but I, I, I do some uh, work for Apple. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. There well, are let's some. Get there are some straight here. Do you know GarageBand or you don't know GarageBand? You, you know, I, I know GarageBand pretty well. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I want your email after this interview is over. 
Yeah, <laughs> definitely. And there are some good videos that Apple's been putting up actually on uh, Apple.com. Uh, the today right. at Apple sessions um, have been, uh, you know, they have instructors up there uh, teaching. I, I'm not sure if there's one up there on GarageBand, but I know they are, they are posted. But Mark, so I, the help thing for the program does work. And then I did, you know, when you look at a YouTube, you don't know, it could be a five-year one and everything looks different. And you know what I mean? Right, right. It could be right. a different version. Right. But, uh, but thank you. And, and then if I'm really spoon pretty well so far, but I would love a guy. I mean, look, it's still primitive. I got a good buddy in China who does music. Right. And I'm not trying to in any way discourage GarageBand. I think it's an incredible program. The fact that it comes with your laptop or your iMac is amazing. But I'll probably move up to Logic because I, I know I don't need Pro Tools. I don't necessarily need that because generally I'll be doing things, but I could share the files with the other people who right. have the much more intense you know, uh, platforms for, their, for, for the work. But knowing that I'm giving them the proper file that they can place in, and and so Logic is the next extension. Yeah, though. Logic is great too. Uh, Adobe uh, Audition is actually a nice, uh, mm -hmm. a nice. We're gonna lose everyone on yeah. Facebook if we talk. Yeah, about yeah, it. yeah. Right. <laughs> um, Wait. So, Bruce, is such such a history that you have. Has there any been? Has there been any discussion in you writing your own book? I know. Other people have written books about you and your time and kiss and this and right. that. But what about your book and your words? Um, honestly, yes, I want to do a book. I actually was hoping always, and and um, I did start a long time ago with, uh, and I know John knows this guy, Ken Gullick, you know, who, yep. who yeah, was a label guy with Ace and so instrumental. And he was helpful with the Kissologies during those years when he was involved mm -hmm. more with VH1 and everything. But, and Ken and I are still good friends. But the point is, um, I remember we worked on it. He shopped it with some mutual contacts that were very respectable, big lawyers that worked with some big people. And everybody was expecting the dirt, Motley Crue, okay? No, my, my life has nothing to do with that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, I still feel I have very compelling stories, but I can't talk about tying up girls and, and all the other debauchery <laughs> of wildness right. and heart-stopping heroin overdoses. No, no yeah. it's just not my world. Yeah. And, and I get why they want that. You know what I mean? Right, and, and, right. and so, you know, and, and, you know, and now, of course, with, with publishing, many people are very successful even in self-publishing or you can publish through Amazon and things like that. So there's many options for me, really, once I get it done. But I, I have a lot of content because I used to share a lot of stuff on my older website that was much more about like, the workings of each album, each tour, each video. And I really do want my book less to be about, you know, uh, maybe slamming anybody and more about celebrating, you know, the details of what I did and how it happened, you know, the creative sure. process in a sense. And yeah. then I, you know, because I have to have kind of realistic goals. I always kind of thought, well, great if it came out not long after Kiss has done their final gig, because there could be a great last chapter of my book there. Okay. Because I would think if, if they're, you know, intention and the world isn't completely gone by then that a former member performed with them at the final gig. Right. And you understand right, that, right. Not, of course. Right. Mm -hmm. And now let's be honest. Uh, the cruise is already booked past that date. Now, does that mean right, they're going right. to stick to that? I have no idea. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know what they know yet. The fact that they're losing huge chunks of 
what was going to be this incredible three-year tour to wrap it up. And now a pandemic yeah. uh, could could carve out half of it, you know, easily. So uh, I'm hoping, uh, in other words, I'm wondering if that gets moved because- um, Right, if the final date. Yeah. Exactly. So I have some time. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> and, my, and the other way of saying it is like, my, my the, the book is always being written, you know, it's kind of evolving. I mean, yeah. look at it, what everyone's doing now through, through the, the pandemic, how everyone's lives are adjusting and learning and shifting and changing. You know, it's a lot to yeah. talk about. Yeah, Bruce. I I, um, I want to. Speaking of crazy stories, so so uh, I have a couple of funny stories, and um, they're they're not about tying girls up or anything like that. There there are some funny stuff that just interaction between me and you that caused me to think about you uh, uh, frequently. One of them is Starbucks Frappuccino in a glass. Because I remember during Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp, we were on our way to go to the Howard Stern show, like at this ungodly early time course, in yeah. the morning. And, and you said, John, get me a, a Starbucks a, you know, Frappuccino. So I came out with like a cup and, and I didn't realize what you meant, those glass right. versions. And now I love those, thanks to you. Yeah. So whenever I think um, of that, I think you. Now the yeah. other quick story is that you were doing an event at the Hard Rock Cafe in New York, um, and I think it was for somebody associated with Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp. And um, you were staying at a hotel on Forty Third Street. And I remember going, Bruce, how was your night? And you said that the the fire alarm went off, and I think you had to get up and go downstairs. Uh, that's very possible. I, I think I blocked that out, but I believe you. Yeah. <laughs> I've had some rough, you know, traveling for me has always been, um, I, I, I feel bad about uh, gigs being postponed, you know what I mean? Because I do love performing on stage and playing guitar for people. The rest about like getting on a plane and going somewhere in a hotel and dealing with uh, the other guests and can I get fed at 10 o'clock? Oh no, the kitchen's closed. You, you get the deal. Right. 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 Oh, believe me. I know all part. that. Yeah. Not the fun part of being a musician, you know, so I miss none of that yeah. right now, but um, lots of times uh, my road trips can be very, very hilarious. In, in and in in, in I have to laugh instead of, otherwise I want to kill myself if you know what I mean. So <laughs> if I told you that it happened, I just, yeah, I, I, I can't picture it and I'm glad I can't. Because I know good, I would have been very good. Up. I'm sorry to bring up those bad memories. Yeah, yeah, the bad <laughs> memories. Yeah, exactly. Well, Bruce, we'll we'll start uh, winding things down with you, but it's it's always great to talk with you. And uh, you know, a record I pull out often uh, was your solo record from about ten years ago, uh, BK three, right? Yeah. 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 So many great artists joining you. on yeah. you, uh, with, uh, joining you on that album, including Gene's son. One of the my favorite songs on that record was uh, "Hand of the King." Yep, such a such a great album. Does does Nick do any? Do you know if he did he ever do anything no. else with music? I know for a little while. First of all, he he came out from my like I I did have a record release party, which was a lot of fun at a pretty famous club at the time in 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 L.A. on the Strip called the Cat Club, and it was packed. It was so exciting. I just actually met my wife, uh, you know, like uh, that year or something. So that was, it was kind of all new for me um, that way. But the, the the reaction was amazing. And Nick came up. He he actually did rehearse with me over at the uh, Amp uh, Studios in North Hollywood. And they filmed some of that for the Family Jewels. Right, so we right, made, right. Oh, cool. So Gene right. was able to use some of that as content for one of the shows, which was great. And it was a fun gig. Uh, I really had a great time. But uh I remember always keeping in touch with him then. And I remember he was doing, 
he had an interesting niche. He really loved like Dean Martin and and stuff like that. And he wanted to to kind of perform that way. And I remember he he did some stuff, but to be honest, it's been really quiet from him, at least the way I I that that I'm aware of. And that's unfortunate because I know I know he's he's a talented guy he just what a is. great voice i mean his voice now, sounds outstanding yeah, on that yeah it's a re- very cool voice now sophie went full tilt into being a you know although it's dance right. music or whatever you call that music but she does yeah. a really good job with that stuff and i know gene's really proud of the kids and everything and uh but cool. sadly um you know I, I i would love to see nick do something maybe maybe he'll hear this interview and he'll, right he'll, <laughs> he'll, he'll inspire him to do something career. well i tell exactly. you what when For we sure. wrap the interview here john we will we'll play that song on the podcast version of this and Very good. Uh, yeah I'll, you got anything else for bruce john yeah um bruce i just wanted to uh, say that i truly enjoy both the isolated riffs and the stories about guitars. Most recently, that blue Charvel, it inspired me to go onto eBay and Reverb and try to find a Model 2. I have a Model 1 bass, but I love the one pickup on the Charvel Model 2. A classic guitar, you could see it during Kiss Animalized Live. Tell me about just all your gear. Just a little spot about your gear. Well, you know, I realized that um, I used to just kind of share that stuff once in a while online because I'm busy, you know, doing what normal life was. And now it's uh, I I have plenty that I can share content wise. Uh, I have lots of different guitars to talk about. So I've been doing things like that. I'm a little behind in sharing some isolated riffs, but that's only because I got too busy with the sessions, which then I could share well, this is what I performed, you know what I mean? And then there's the videoing for it. Of course, I've been giving guitar lessons. That's a lot of fun. Um, and then there's these cameo shout-outs that I get booked for. They're cool, right. too. But um, I, And one thing I wanted to mention about, yeah, if I'm showing a guitar, someone can't take that and really have fun with it. But some of those isolated riffs, when I've jammed along with a whole song like Jungle or Tough right. Love, yeah. and then guys take it and they, they put it in a program, they play drums to it, and they play bass to yeah. it, and they sing to it, yeah. and they carry on with it. I haven't even begun to share some of the good ones that I got from some players, you know, some some fans. Wow. So it's 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 pretty endless. I mean, John, I mean, you know, I know you have like this wild apartment with a lot of fun stuff in there. If you had a <laughs> show that you needed to share things with or have content there's a story probably about every guitar behind you the yeah absolutely we've actually been doing that yeah having john Mm -hmm. just to share little stories about each guitar yeah yeah. the thing that i really like is that let's say i'm listening to jungle for example and i'm wondering uh, you know i can maybe figure out what i think you're doing but when you do the isolated riffs i get to watch how you really are playing it and for me, that's the cool thing. I'm going, oh, that's how he did it. Like, that's how yeah. you approach that particular song. It, or if it's a song from Crazy Nights or Hot in the Shade or, you know, any of those tunes. But You have that eye and you're a you're probably at a level of playing that though you can then from the, my my finger positioning, figure it out. But I've already given right. some lessons that I had a lot of fun with that I know they saw it, but they didn't totally understand it, but they weren't advanced as you. And then just spending Thanks. that little bit of time with them and showing, no, no, the, the third string, seventh fret, and then switch to, you know what I mean? And then show yep. the nuances of it. Again, stuff that a player, a better player might know. And then they pick up on it very, very fast. So uh, I enjoy awesome, doing Bruce. it. And Bruce, you, know, you have students, so you, you also find time to work with students as well, right? Yes. yes. Yeah, there's, a, there's this app called Meat Hook 
And I know we did a promotion. It's kind of, and I just got to tell you this real quick. So um, the guy uh, that, that runs the app, uh, once we started promoting it more, now that I have more time to give lessons and I can coordinate that in my, because yeah. I'm home. My home is my office, my stage. Okay. That's what I'm calling it. So, you know, this one guy books me and I'm like, okay, so like, uh, what kind of guitar you got? Are you tuned to 440? No, I don't play guitar. I just want to, I just want to talk to you. Oh, oh, okay. What do you want to talk about? Well, and, and he was like one of those really very, very successful guy, actually. And, and he, he went to the Vinnie Vincent party. He knows he's been to plenty of kiss shows and he just had a lot of questions. For me, right? So I That's discussed cool. it with the, yeah. So I discussed that with the guy who owns the app. And I said, do you realize that, I mean, my fans would love, and I remember one time I'm giving a concert, a free guitar lesson. Yeah. And it was a husband and wife and they didn't play guitar. They just wanted to talk to me. And actually yeah, yeah, it was really great because they gave me some ideas for merchandise that I didn't know, you know? So, <laughs> yep. so it goes two That's ways. Great. Right. So some, most of the lessons I will admit are, are guitar lessons. Okay. And then he did a promotion recently where we gifted by guessing sword and stone. I, I didn't say what it was, text this and he'll pick three winners uh, from the right answers. And he had like, I think he had like 500 people, you know, wrote in and I think 300 of them had the right answer. Okay. So he had a wow. three from that. Everyone knows that song, even though it wasn't. Really, <laughs> and I wasn't right. trying to really, he said, don't make it really hard, but I, I had to, I had to, you know, yeah. you know? but anyway, <laughs> uh, um, I know that the, the winners, um, most of them, if they play fine, I'll, I'll, I love teaching. If not, we can chat about kiss or anything. And then, and then I know I've been putting it out more like, or just have a one-on-one -on -one chat with me. Why not? Right. right I mean, right, you know, you know. At Gene's vault, does he, is, does he perform the songs at Gene's vault? Not really. You know what right. I mean? He's, right, right. Yeah, it, mostly talking frankly. about it. Yeah. Right. right, right, right. It's it's that kind of storytelling thing. So, and then this week, I'm I'm not going to forget this one anytime soon. I see this name, and I I don't want to give it out, but it, it was an interesting name. I thought it might have been like a German girl or something, and it turns <laughs> out to be literally a um, very very sweet, bright teenager from Florida who told all her friends about, you know, having a one-on-one -on -one chat with me and, and just wanted to talk to me. And it was, it was a quite an interesting 30 minutes. I really enjoyed wow. just chatting with her. She had Very questions cool. about Eric Carr. That blew my mind because she couldn't have been more than 16. You know what right, I'm saying? Right, right, right. And mm -hmm. she's asking about Eric Carr. And, and, it, and I, I remember, you know, telling my, my mob band about that. And they thought that was so <laughs> sweet. Lisa overheard some of it. And uh, so, you know, Again, another opportunity of kind of like uh, uh, networking with the fans in a different way that that probably wouldn't happen if 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 life was what it normally was. This is uh, right. due, due to everyone having to entertain themselves differently, connect differently. Major companies have meetings like we're having on a Zoom or something like that. And uh, mm -hmm. and I'm going to embrace it all, manage it all. The hardest thing is scheduling it all but i do right. the best i can and 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 it, it is very rewarding for me so cool. i appreciate everybody that has been enjoying it today i had a meeting with a guy that's helping me overall improve the youtube channel you know get you know if kids could have 12 million your numbers should be higher you know you they're out there you just have to <laughs> right. learn how to reach them i'm like okay teach right. me teach me what am i going to do well you know right. I mean? bruce so, i wanted to ask you where is the best place for the so some of these some of the people on the Facebook uh, mm -hmm. don't know all the the Kiss history like like the Kiss fans do. Where do uh, fans that want to find more about you go? What, what's the yeah, best I mean, place really, for them to go? 
the website's always right because brucekulik.com will then show the link for the official Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all that. And some of that's even there. And obviously that's where they could see a lot of the content, the good content. Um, you know, the problem with Facebook and, and we all love it because it keeps us connected, but you know, something you posted uh, yesterday and then uh, people have trouble finding it, you know, because right. everything's moving so fast and the content comes fast and furious. If it's, you know, a thumbnail that will take it to that YouTube of Lisa and I killing crazy nights. I love that. That was amazing. Yeah. And we're doing, you know, um, reason to live. And then there's tears are falling. And then there's the, my guitar of the month. And I'm sharing that blue Charvel you're talking about. So the website will take you everywhere and, and it'll show you how to connect with me for lessons, for cameos. Uh, it will also, um, I'll be doing something there to show you to go to my YouTube channel. Cause that's another great avenue for people to to really uh, enjoy all this content that I'm creating. So, so the website, but awesome. uh, you know, Perfect. I look cool. at things, that's why it's always a head scratcher. A fan will go like, I really want to buy an eight by 10 of you from your kiss years. Where can I find one of those? And I'm like, okay, I guess I got to send them the link. You, you yeah. know what I mean? But like, right, like right, right. The fact that because you Google my name, my site will come up. It will. So, okay. so guys, just Eric Turner is going to be joining us in about 30 seconds. So uh, okay. <laughs> Here he is. Hey, stay, he is. Stay, stay he's, coming coming let's, he's coming let's in. Let's say right hi to each this. other. Eric. Yeah. Eric, how are you? <laughs> Eric, can you hear us? I don't know if he can hear us. He's connecting to all Eric, can you hear us? Better now. Hello, hello. There he hey, is. Eric, you're on with uh, Mark and John at Talking Metal. Bruce Kulik is here. He's he's going to be. I'm uh, leaving, but I'm saying hi. Right yeah. on, buddy. Good to see you, Bruce. Yeah, I mean, where was the last airport that I ran into you that now you don't want to go to an airport? <laughs> no, not right now. Maybe it was either time. I don't know Minneapolis, Atlanta. I don't know. I would run into you guys all the time. It's so funny. <laughs> We've been on the same flights. They're coming back from Warrant. I'm coming back from a Grand Funk gig. We're we're all like exhausted at the yeah, airport, seven a.m. Right? So yeah, I'm you're so making me all sentimental. I'm getting sentimental right now, Bruce. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna cry about it too. I don't miss the travel part, but I miss performing, you know. So, uh, look, these guys, I'm leaving you in great hands with with John and Mark. You know that. Thank you, Bruce. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. Thank great you. chatting with you, Bruce. Okay. And thank Bruce, you guys so much. Take care. Stay safe. Keep in touch. And all you absolutely fans, I had a great time. More is coming. I promise. Eric, hand Thanks, it over. Bruce. To you. Yeah, okay. stay well, thank buddy. You, Bruce. All right. Uh, take care, Bruce. Thanks so much. Okay. Thank you so much. Right. Take care. Bye-bye. Eric, thank Hello. you. So, yeah, great hey, to Eric. see you, man. Great to see you. Thank you for joining us here. And uh, we're streaming live, and then we're going to post this as a podcast, and it'll go up on YouTube. So uh, it's just great to catch up with some of our friends during this time. And uh, last time I saw you was was just about a year ago at M3. Uh and you guys, at that point, I saw you twice last year. I saw you oh, yeah. also in New Jersey. New Jersey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm you were Jersey. doing the 30 Dirty tour, right? Yeah, the Dirty 30 tour. That was a lot of fun, man. That was a really, uh, I think we did about 55 shows in right. support of the Dirty 30 tour, the 30-year anniversary of our first album. For those of you who are wondering what the Dirty 30 tour is, it's not a... Um, it's not a pornography convention. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty, rotten, filthy, stinking rich. That's so, right. Uh, and yeah. Great record. Yeah, so this year you. we're at 30 for, for Cherry Pie, right? Yeah, yeah. This year's the 30-year anniversary of Cherry Pie, and we've got all new staging and scrams and backdrops, and, uh, and now we're stuck at home. So ho hopefully we'll get to use all that stuff sometime this year. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, yeah, we hope. And if not, you can always do the the you know next year 31, <laughs> 31 <laughs> because what what an album that was. And I mean, we definitely need to celebrate the the anniversary of that record. Um, I, I want to, of course, talk to you about everything that's going on with you now. But while we're while we're on Cherry Pie, what what were some of your memories? Like, do you remember hearing some of those songs for the first time and rehearsing some of those songs? Um, like, yeah, Uncle absolutely. Tom's yeah, absolutely. Uncle Tom's stories? Cabin um, yeah. comes to mind right away. We were opening. It was the end of the Dirty Rotten tour. We were gonna. We did. Uh, I don't know two and a half months with Motley Crue, opening up for Motley Crue on the Dr. Feelgood tour. And Janie wrote this song, Uncle Tom's Cabin, so we just started playing it live uh, on that tour, even though nobody had ever heard it. And we just tested it out on 10,000 people a night or more. Wow. And it went over really well. So the, the Cherry Pie album was originally going to be called Uncle Tom's Cabin. And the record was all done. We tore down all the drums. And then Donnie Einer, the uh, president of our label, asked for one more song. He asked Janie if he'd write one more song across between, uh, I think he said, across between Love in an Elevator and Pour Some Sugar on You. Oh, nice. And uh, so Janie wrote uh, Cherry Pie in like 15 minutes or something crazy like that. And um, I, I was over at his house that day and, and I helped him arrange the song, which was, uh, we arranged it together and demoed it. and set the drums back up and, and uh, you know, cut the song Cherry Pie. CC played uh, lead on it. We had wow. a couple guys, Bruce, uh, Bruno and Steve from uh, Danger Danger came down and helped sing background vocals on Cherry Pie. And, uh, we just made it a fun, loose thing. Didn't think too much about it. And uh, all these years later, that song has taken on a life of its own. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, Eric, I first saw you guys play uh with paul stanley uh back in around 1989 but i did see you on the tour with motley crew uh in massachusetts and i believe i met you guys at a place called the channel it was a, a rock bar in awesome. boston after that massachusetts concert in an arena opening for motley crew and i've been a hardcore fan since back in the day. I don't know you as well as Mark does, but um, I just wanted to tell you, thanks for all those memories. And Uncle Tom's Cabin, to me, is a masterpiece of a song, and I just wanted to tell you that. Yeah, yeah, thank you. We uh, The intro to that song is uh, Janie's brother, Rick, actually played the acoustic intro, wow. which was uh, a lot of fun as well. And uh, I'd say about two years ago, Rick came out to one of our shows, and he played the intro live. Uh, wow, that's great. We that's really nice. Song. That was that was pretty special. But yeah, speaking of the, you know, being on the Motley Crew tour, every night Janie would announce what club we were going to go to after the show. That's why I went to the channel because the the yeah. concert was about an hour away in a Worcester mess, and I Janie must have announced that on stage, so I immediately got in a. I don't even know how I got there. Uh, I, I made it to the club. <laughs> you don't remember how you got home either, do you? No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we loved the channel. We actually had played the channel once or twice, and we'd hung out there a bunch. And uh, you know, we anytime we would go there, they'd give us the uh, you know the VIP treatment. So of course, we loved that. Nice. I remember going there one night on a night off, and Extreme was playing. I don't even no, I don't know if the whole band was playing or what, but that was the first time I heard more than words. Wow, wow. nice. Yeah, 
but that was pretty pretty special that was pretty cool but we had a lot yeah, of great rock clubs at the channel yeah now john mentioned the paul stanley tour which is also the first time i saw warren march 10th 1989 I, I googled this at city gardens in trenton new jersey opening up for, <laughs> for, for for paul stanley w what was the interaction like with paul on that tour we didn't see Paul a whole lot, a little bit. Um, what his band was, you know, everybody in his band was cool, but the standout was Eric Singer. You know, Eric Singer was always talking to us, coming into our dressing room, and um, you know, we became friends from from that tour. And of course, meeting Paul, childhood idol, was was awesome. Getting to open for him was awesome. And then years later, you know, I'm friends with uh, Tommy Thayer, one of my my good buddies, and Back in 96 or 97, I, I started working for Gene on a book called Kiss Tree 2, Girls, right. Games, and all that. So I worked for Gene for a few months, and we'd work at his house every day. And oh, wow. I would see Paul Stanley and just, just kind of got to know Gene and Paul really well during that time. Really super nice guys. Excellent. And you've been posting some videos on, uh, on, on what, I guess, Instagram and YouTube and uh quarantine videos i guess you'd call him now your son he's, he's got a great voice is he playing in a band what what's his what's his deal musically um he, he Noah, loves right? singing he's been yeah he's been in like choir for seven eight years he's in he's a he just graduated his freshman year or finished his freshman year i should say wow. of college at the university of north north texas he's majoring in business entrepreneurship but he loves music he's uh, minoring in choir music and so He's not in a band or anything like that. He just loves music, and I guess it's more of a hobby. I don't think he plans on making a career of it. Well, Eric, I, let me just tell you this. He, he plays piano amazingly, and he has a, a, an um, unbelievable voice. I mean, he really has a great voice. And, I mean, I yeah. heard the God Bless America, the uh, Billie Eilish tune, the Lady Gaga song. I mean, you guys are, are doing a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, it's very uh, interesting for me because I'm – those are not – that's not music that I would ever play, you know, right. Lady Gaga, Billie <laughs> Eilish, um, right. you know, see uh, stuff like that. So it's fun. It's challenging to learn it uh, at first. You know, the songs aren't terribly difficult, but um, what's it, what is difficult is taking a song that's in the studio with a ton of production, no guitar on it. And then I have right. to figure out an acoustic guitar part for the song. And um, it's it's been fun, you know, being locked up at, at home. Uh, it gives me an excuse to play my guitar, and um, and of course playing with my son is is always fun. We did one Warrant song. We did uh, I Saw Red, yep. which uh, turned out pretty good. I thought Sounded it got a really good response. Cool. And Excellent. speaking of Warrant, uh, it's been what about over about two years, I think, since Louder, Harder, Faster yeah, was released. Three years. Three has it been three years? Yeah, two thousand seven. Yeah, right. It came yeah. out in May of two thousand seventeen. Wow. Yeah. It's been so, three years. Yeah. Have Have you guys been writing any songs? Is there any talk of doing more original Warrant new music? Well, you know, I, our, our label that we did our last two records on is based in Italy. So I just, you know, sent an email out there to say I check in on everybody. And, you know, everybody's doing good, thank God, at, at the label. Right. And so, you know, the Mario said, you know, when we're ready to do a record, let them know. So it's kind of, given us a little push i mean um we're actually throwing some ideas around i've been sending uh robert some some riffs and uh robert's been working on songs i got a song going with jerry 
uh, right now. So it's a slow, long process for us, but um, the seed of a, a new record has been started it's been and planted. Hopefully, hopefully, now that doesn't mean the seed will grow into a record. Right. <laughs> lot, lot, we got a long way to go. I mean, we don't have one finished song, but we got right. a okay. couple things cooking and uh, we're actually, you know, sending ideas around back and yeah. forth to each other. Now, you guys were really gearing up to go out on tour, like, as we speak. You had dates booked this summer. So uh, I imagine you guys were uh, planning to get together to start to rehearse. And what's going to happen with the tour? Well, we had shows. Uh, I think we had five shows in, in March. They've all been moved. Some later in the year, some to 2021. Uh, same thing goes for May. We had a bunch of shows that have been moved. Uh, June just got all the dates in June just got moved and the first three shows of July um, are being shuffled around so I think the first show that we have that hasn't been moved <laughs> yet hopefully it's not is uh, in Missouri uh, Hannibal Missouri on July 17th with the uh, Warrant and Firehouse at a festival wow, so nice. Missouri is actually open for concerts Okay. Uh, oh, that's interestingly great. Interestingly enough. So hopefully we have enough time in the next two months that the promoter can figure out how to put the show on safely and meeting all the uh, state guidelines and we'll, we'll get to play a show. So my fingers are crossed. That would be great. And our fingers are crossed too. And we hope it works out for sure. Yeah, to get one need. show under our belt. Would be <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's better than no shows. Like It feel real good right now to have a show. But it's got to be, you know, it's got to be safe and um, and done right. And um, so this, this show looks like it's got a, a real chance. So see what happens. Right. Well, good. Fingers crossed right. on that one. We yeah. hope so. Right. Um, we definitely need the rock back. You got to bring it back to us because us fans, I mean, I go to so many concerts and, and my wife and I, we're just going crazy. It's like we, we need to bring yeah. it back. So <laughs> Yeah, I know. I, I know how you feel. They, uh, out here where I live in Texas, the uh, Texas Rangers have this big, gorgeous, beautiful stadium. And what they're doing now is they're doing parking lot concerts. So they, they put up four of them for sale. It's like $40 a car right? and you're out wow. in your car and you watch the concert and it's all just regional acts, these first yeah. four shows. But I just heard on the news, they're adding more dates to the concert series out there. So that is cool. You know, hopefully they'll start bringing in some, some national acts or kick it up a notch with this. So there's little signs of hope out there for our, our business. Awesome. Good. No and, about in it. the meantime, <laughs> A great way to support all all bands, including Warrant, is is go buy some merch, right? And I know that you guys have a lot of different T-shirts and hoodies and stuff up there. Where where is the best place that the fans can go? Well, if you merch? go if you go to our social, all our social media handles are the same at Warrant Rocks, uh, at Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and of course our website warrantrocks.com. And there's a link to our merch store on all the all those different platforms. We've got a bunch of new uh, designs. We've had time to work on some new designs and we'll continue to keep adding stuff. Um, also been having a lot of fun with an app called Cameo. Yeah, that's so cool. That. Yeah. yeah, you do like birthday, happy birthday, happy anniversary, you know, love you, miss you mom from, from Joanne or whatever and stuff like that. <laughs> so I, I've been incorporating my guitar in a lot of those 
uh, cameos I've been doing. I've just, uh, I think I'm up to a hundred and I've done 102 cameos or so. Wow. Uh, wow. So far. Yeah. So it, it's fun. You know, I, I enjoy it. People seem to like it. I mean, it's only 20 bucks. I'm not, uh, I'm cheap. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's awesome. So let's tell the people. So you, they go directly to the cameo website first and then they do a search yeah, for you. And they search. Yeah. They'll search for Eric Turner musicians or whatever. I'll, I'll come up in there and, uh, and then they just they just purchase it and they send you a little note like what what would you like me to say who it's for what's the message uh, sometimes people even get a cameo for themselves or maybe they have a YouTube channel or something they want me to do a shout out uh, something like that so anyways that's been fun keeps me a little busy during this downtime and then uh, I, I see all those guitars back there I like to uh, yeah I've only done a few of them but I buy these uh, Epiphone Les Paul specials and I sand them down and then I paint them and so I, and I'll play them a little bit so I've done a few of those and um and you like what, also, you customize them you, with, with the paint and stuff you you I'm sorry I call it punk I call them punk rock specials because I sand them down really badly and then uh, I spray paint them and then, that is uh, put, I think that's great on them and stuff like that and it's, it's a lot of fun you know a lot of fun when where we, can people when we turn this buy them? In, Go ahead. Where can people buy those? Are you there? You sell uh, them? You can just, you know, I need to really pimp them more. I have one for sale uh, right now. I'm going to put it up on my Instagram and my Facebook. Okay. You know, and see if anybody wants one. Cool. When we turn this into a podcast, Eric, we will, um, if you can send us a photo of that or a link to it, we'll put that up on the site and hopefully we'll get that one sold. Yeah, you definitely. can do another one. But I think that's a great idea. I mean, people will get an Epiphone or, or another guitar yeah. of that, uh, um, you know, uh, price range. And uh, I think it's great. You sand off all the paint and then it's your creation on the guitar. Then you put all the parts back in and it's a cool thing. It's like, a yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And, and um, yeah, I'll send you some pictures. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I play them. I, I try and play them one or two shows. You know, a couple songs on one or two oh, shows. Oh, that's so they great. Have a little, they have a little bit of history on, on them. And I, yeah, they're I stage played. Four, I didn't even. Yeah, I've done four or five really of them, cool. and I have one right now for sale. Yeah, that is very already. cool that they're stage played too. I mean, that adds a whole another layer of uh, coolness to it for sure. Yeah, memor you know, it's memorabilia type yeah. thing. You know. Right no on. doubt about it. If you're if you're a fan of uh, guitars and and '80s rock, <laughs> which which I am, and just uh, I, I know Mark has some some questions, but I'm gonna like do like the fan style questions. I, I have to tell you that I don't think there's there's not that many albums where I think every it, just in life it, that I think every song is good, but Dirty Rotten, I think that every single song is great. There's no filler on that record. Tell us about the writing and recording of that album. Well, you know, Janie uh, is a prolific songwriter. He, um, we asked him to join the band in 86, and he brought Steven with him. And so we were playing, and he had a bunch of songs. Him and Steven were in a band called Playing Jane, a local band they had just broken up. Uh, the original Warrant Guys band broke up. Our singer and our drummer left. And so Janie's like, hey, I got this song and uh it's called down boys and so we just he just it, he plays guitar and, and drums and stuff and so he started showing us the riffs and we just worked out an arrangement in the in the rehearsal place and there was that was the very first song we ever learned of his wow. and played together 
was down boy so that was a good sign and he was just such a prolific songwriter and so good it was like we were just okay yeah these are great songs we're all we're all digging it so you know he'd sit in his we all lived in uh Janie and I were roommates for a long time for a couple of years and he'd just three four in the morning or 12 in the afternoon I don't know it just seemed like he's always working on song ideas just really he was in a zone for years and years where he was just pumping out song after song it seemed so effortlessly that's awesome so we're, we're thank you for telling me that songwriter in our band and a great singer I mean we we got we hit the lotto on that one no no doubt about it and, and uh, speaking of the the guitar graphics and Warren, you guys, you and Joey always had really cool guitars with graphics, and this was a cool thing back in the day. Were, were yours Jacksons, or what were you playing back then? So we were playing um, EC Rich guitars. Before oh, okay. we had a record deal, Joey worked actually worked at Jackson Guitars. Uh, he was actually working on, they were building prototype amps. And uh, Joey, when he was at Jackson, he actually built a prototype amp for uh, Phil Collins from Def Leppard. They've, wow. been, they've been friends forever. And just recently, Phil Collins, I don't know, a year or two, gave that amp back to Joey as a, as wow. a gift. That Joey that's had really built for cool. him in like 85 or something. Wow. That, that's kind of a neat little side thing. But uh, then Joey went to work for BC Rich in 87 i think it was and so he's working there and we're just a local band and bernie rico said hey let's build you guys some guitars and so bc rich just started building us guitars and doing all these dan lawrence doing all these crazy wild graphics for us all these crude and rude yeah. ideas we had <laughs> and uh they were great and you guys had great guitars yeah then during that time we got a record deal and uh so bc you know Rich Bernie just kept building us. Said, "Hey, you want more guitars? You want more guitars?" And it was just, it was just awesome. I think I have five of those BC Riches still left out of like one. I kept wow. my five favorites. Nice, hey, nice, so Eric, cool. I know. Uh, last time we spoke, actually, it was not last time. It was a couple years ago when we spoke. Uh, you, you were telling me about this cool punk rock thing you were doing, Dick Von Rock, which I was really digging. Any, any further? Um, stuff coming from Dick Von, Van Von Rock. No, Dick Von Rock. <laughs> Are you saying yeah, it? It's right? a funny, funny name. It's hard to come up with an original name, but it kind of fit the music. Yeah. Dick Von Rock, it's kind of tongue in cheek. Um, it was a fun project that I did with my, my buddy of mine, Skyla. We were neighbors. He's a super talented guy. So he would just write all this music and send it to me and then i would write all the lyrics and melodies and and uh sing on it or as i like to call it scream scream right. on it but we we wrote <laughs> uh 18 original songs right up to about i'd say 2015 to 2016 we wrote like 18 20 songs and just put them out just with no fanfare or anything like that just throw them up on uh you know online through cd baby and stuff like that Right, but uh, it was a lot of fun. If if your listeners should check it out, I, I think there's some songs that uh, people would like. And uh, that was that was it. Then we started. Yeah. Then we started the um, the louder, harder, faster record, and just got busy with that and warrant. And then we haven't written a song in like three years, probably. Right. But, um, 
<laughs> well, it was good. But, uh, it was a good listen. Fun, fun stuff. There, yeah, there's eight, at least 18 songs out there. for. Yeah, for I think it's up on out. Spotify, too, and uh, yeah. Apple Music, too. So I think it's yep. on oh, streaming yeah. services. Dick Vaughn Rock, uh, which was a cool little side project that Eric was involved with. Definitely more on the punk side of things. Um, I wanted to... You know, I know I always go through your, your catalog, and last time I, I was drilling you with questions on ultraphobic, so we won't go there tonight. But uh, <laughs> what, about, what about Born Again? It was such a, a kind of unique Warrant record for you guys. Yeah, a record that I thought was very strong. Um, you know, the one record that doesn't have Robert or Janie on it. Uh, of course. Yeah, Janie, yeah, that was... Um... Well, Jerry and, and I, Jerry especially, me a little bit, around our, around the Ultraphobic record, we, we started collaborating with Janie and writing some songs with Janie and, and, um, and then the Belly to Belly record we did. And so fast forward to 2004, Janie left the band and we got Jamie St. James from Black and Blue in the band and we're like, we should let's write a record. So Born Again was the first record that we wrote without without Janie that was a big leap for us and it turned out it turned out really good there's a it's a good just solid straight up rock record you know uh, um, no frills and we actually you know we had a blast making it it was a lot of fun making it but um yeah born again check it out it's a, it just it just didn't well, work long term with with Jamie St. James because again the record didn't well, really well what right. happened was yeah, what happened? Saint was in the band. I don't look from two thousand four to two thousand seven, and then long story short, we were playing. Uh, we were the house band for Danny Bonaducci's divorce party. Wow! And then uh, Adam Carolla used to have a, a radio show. Right, and so uh, an old buddy, a friend of mine, told me, "Hey, man, I saw Janie at your show." the show i'm like what janie janie was there he goes oh yeah janie janie was there and i had no, i had no idea janie was there that night and my buddy goes yeah he's doing really good he's in a really good space right now you should you know you should call him <clears throat> and so i did and uh we had a great talk it was really great to talk to him i hadn't spoken with him in probably three years that we hadn't talked and um, we decided to, you know, I said, it'd be great to have you come back to the band. And he said he wanted to come back to the band. So we did a, a short-lived uh, reunion tour. And that's when uh, Jamie St. James left the band. Janie Lane came back. Right. And it didn't last as long as, uh, well, I, I mean, I wish, you know, it lasted forever, but it didn't last long. And during that period, we played, um, we played Rocklahoma. Believe it or not, we were the headliner at Rocklahoma when, when Janie came back on Saturday nice. night. It's, it's an awesome, great show. Things were falling apart at that time a little bit, which was stressful. But uh, Robert Mason was there with his band, Big Cock. And uh, so we reconnected with Robert. Robert was in Lynch Mob, and Lynch Mob was the opening act for Warrant on the Doggy Dog Tour. Okay. And a uh, great guy, great singer. Hadn't seen him in a long time. And just as things were falling apart with Lane, unfortunately, Robert was just right there and he's the same age and loves the same type of music and, you know, a yeah. singer's singer, just like Janie. And uh, him and Lane were actually really good friends, uh, pretty much inseparable on that dog eat dog tour. They were always hanging out, Robert and Janie. So they were friends and 
in a, in a way, we you know kind of had the nod from Lane that he approved of Robert. Right. So um, that's cool. That's really yeah. cool that, that, that those guys were friends and that he kind of gave you the nod to to go ahead with Robert. And I mean, you, what I like is you have what I consider like the classic lineup together just with Robert now, which I yeah. think yeah, yeah. Works it's, it's hard to well. hard to believe Robert's been in the band for twelve years. Wow, amazing to yeah, say it right. out loud. 12 yeah. years. Wow. <clears throat> Most people Robert don't even has... think bands last that long. And so the, the newer singer has been in for 12 years. But And, and Robert yeah, does exactly. such a great job. Every, every night that guy gives his all. And the thing I love about seeing Warrant live is so many bands, and I'm not going to mention any names, but they, the backing tracks and the, the fake the screams where the guy isn't even really screaming and the, the sound, <laughs> the samples yeah. of the screams, I've seen it all, and people missing their cues. You guys are 100% live, and yeah. it's always a party. I mean, and, and Robert brings the parties up there, you know, shot of tequila, just rocking it. It's just <laughs> such a fun uh, live experience and I mean 100% live you guys always bring it and yeah <clears throat> always we uh we experimented a little bit on the dirty rotten tour with some backing tapes for like keyboards and strings and stuff uh but you know Janie and Steven Steven's an amazing singer but at so at one point we're just like this is just too much of a hassle and pain in the ass and to deal with and so we just made a decision we're just gonna we're gonna sing and play everything and right screw nice. all the screw all the samples and and all that stuff so uh, we've gotten good at it over the last 30 years yeah and, and i think it's actually harder yeah no i was gonna say eric i think it's and you know if you've ever tried to do this i think it's harder to try to play with the samples because you got to be perfectly on a click and so I think yeah. you get more freedom when you're just doing it live, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it, it, and it sounds good. If it didn't sound sound good, we'd probably have to get a little Go help. Go back to that. Right. <laughs> get a little help. But uh, fortunately for, you know, geez, 30 years, it's been all 100% just, just us, for better or for worse, depending on what night you see us, you know? <laughs> right. right, well, it's, it's always for better when I see you guys. It's always a, a party, and I, I cannot wait for you guys to get back out there. We need you. I know concerts might be a little bit further away here in the Northeast, but but we uh, we want our warrant back here in the New York, New Jersey area. So yeah, uh, yeah. You know, let's let's keep our fingers crossed on that. And uh, it's always great hanging with you, talking with you. Anything else you want to cover while while we're here, Eric? Yeah, I got to ask about all those Les Falls back there. Yeah, it's John. Okay. There. There's a story so, with each one of those. Yeah, yeah. There is a story with each one. So I, I've been a, a, a guitar fan forever. My father uh, is still a guitarist, and he, used to work uh, for he Gibson too. Yeah. So my, I used to work for Gibson Guitars for ten years as a consultant, and I got the job just because somebody called me for something, and I started talking to the person. His name was Jim Felber. He worked for Gibson. And I was like geeking out on guitars. And he said, I'm going to hire you right there. Just stop and I'm hiring you. <laughs> so I became a consultant and I had some Les Pauls. And then through the years, I just uh, uh, accumulated sure. uh, this collection of uh, Les Pauls. This is, uh, this one is, I'll just show you this because you're, since you're a guitarist and you're like, this, the craziest thing about this is it looks like a normal souped up Les Paul with three pickups, yeah. but check this out. And, Look at the back. There is no control plate. So oh, wow. 
How crazy is that? So if you want to work on this, you've got to take all the pickups out and like go in there with with like a oh my God, needle or something. <laughs> How crazy is that? So that that's what it is. Is um, I, I love uh, guitars. I love Les Pauls. I love uh, strats. I love everything. Um, I love like the BC Rich strat style. Sure guitars as well the jacksons but i'm just a, a guitar fan but the strange thing is is when i was coming to see warrant shows uh back in the day i was um let me just put this back i was uh up at berkeley college of music where i met mark and i was there for drums so i i was a guy that went to school for drums still play drums but uh always loved guitars i'm not like a Super, I'm not a shredder. Um, I, yeah, I, uh, but he's he's selling himself short. He, he's one of yeah. these guys. He plays like every instrument, and he plays it Thanks. really well. You know, it's like yeah. yeah. So, Mark, I got one more thing to to tell Eric. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I've been. I'm like the Richard Lewis. You know the comedian Richard Lewis. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm like the rich. I always say I'm the Richard Lewis of like rock <laughs> people because I will tell you the negative first. Like most people go up to like you know people. I remember back in the day when our bands were getting you know together in the, the 90s and you'd go up to a girl and say hey how are you doing and people would be like yeah we're in the studio we, we were getting a deal we're ready to put out an album i don't do that i tell you everything wrong so yeah. i was driving with, with my childhood girlfriend to see you guys in pittsburgh i had no license on me because for some reason i didn't bring my license i got pulled over by the police um they let me go i think just because they felt bad for me and i, I went to see you guys play in pittsburgh pennsylvania and to this day something that i think of you guys every single day because in my music room which is right behind here i i have a drum set i have uh, like three stacks and i've got park hands that are chrome and and here's this is not a real park hand but this is kind of like a fake right sure but i have these park hands and the reason that i have those people might say why do you have stage lighting in your two-bedroom apartment in jersey city <laughs> the reason is is that i saw you guys in pittsburgh and you guys had these chrome lighting rig and it was so cool that it was because of warrant and these chrome lights that you know, how many years later, from the 80s until 2020, I now have chrome park hands in my apartment because That's of more. That's badass. That's badass. How cool is that? <laughs> Thank awesome. you. I thought, I thought you were going to say every time you get pulled over, you think of Warrant. Oh, yeah. Well, that, I, 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 I barely drive anymore, so I, I will think of Warrant <laughs> when I get pulled over in the future. <laughs> that That's was awesome, a side man. story. Nice collection. Thank yeah. you very much, man. Thank you. Eric, as always, thanks for your time. Again, we were streaming this live tonight, but we're also sticking it up on YouTube, and we're going to uh, put it on our our, uh, our podcast, the audio version of this. Awesome, so, man. Yeah, well, thank always... you guys for uh, for having me. Looks like you guys are doing good, and um, look forward to seeing you all in person someday again. Yeah, hopefully sooner Absolutely. than later. We cannot wait to get Warren back uh, here in the Northeast, uh, so hopefully sooner than later. But yeah. we'll be in touch, man. All right, thanks, guys. Eric, thank you so much. Yeah, you too, buddy. Have thanks, a good Eric. one. Take you care. too. Take care. Have a great night. Let's do this. Let's play. Let's play. Uh, I said I'd play that Bruce song. Let's do. Let's do that Bruce Kulick song with Nick's Nick uh, Gene Simmons singing, and then we'll come back, and then we'll maybe do a Warren song. I think that's a great plan. Here we go. Be 
Talking Metal, uh, well, that's Nick Simmons on vocals on that one. And now, John, Mr. Rainmaker, one of my favorite songs off of Cherry Pie. Can we play that right now? Absolutely. Let's hear Mr. Rainmaker by Warrant from the great record Cherry Pie. are just in wrap, I guess this is wrap up mode, right, John? Uh, yeah, well, we, we didn't do some of our normal things that we do, and I know this is going on. Let's have a talking metal toast. Yeah. Okay, right here. Um, hold on. I um, I, I never know, once... like, these guys, like, you know, I, 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 this is only my second beer of the night, but um, how, if, if people, are people cool, like, they're talking, and it's an interview, and then all of a sudden you see Mark go like this? <laughs> I think that should be our thing. Even yeah, I mean, because that's um, generally what's happening when I do audio interviews. Uh, it's just that right, no one, they just don't know. Yeah, yeah. So I hope they're not like, oh, the, this guy's like, you know, drinking because uh, 
Bruce looked good, man. I mean, yeah, Bruce looked really cool. Healthy. I like the little goatee and the hair. It looks good. Eric looking good. Uh, yeah. You're looking good. Thank you. Yeah. I, I need to wear a cool hat like Eric uh, was wearing because he's got the glasses and black hair. And right. I need one of those. Well, you know, he, and he always got that look. And on stage, he wears the glasses. And I'll tell you, I was at M3 a couple, uh, a couple of years ago. And, and Eric uh, came up to me. And he, and he didn't have the hat on. He didn't have the glasses on. He was like, hey, Mark, how are you? And I was like, hey. And it took me like about Like a second. Minutes. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm so always used to seeing him on stage where he's got yeah, yeah. glasses and, right. and, and stuff. And uh, that one time I remember that we were talking, it, it literally took me a, a couple seconds to, to be, oh, shit, it's Eric Turner. <laughs> I've had situations where I was somewhere to meet a specific person and they – showed up looking different than I thought they were looking. They came up to me and like, hey, John. And I'm like, who are you? Like, one time, I swear to God that that happened. And I was like, right. took me like a minute to realize, oh, my God, you're, you're, you're the person I came here to see. So that was pretty funny. But um, so, so I want to I say, I want to yeah, promote talk about this, this Dash Vodka, which is my favorite vodka, thanks to my cousins Hank and Rennie from Texas. And uh, everybody go to dashvodka.com and, and Google it and, and look for it on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. And uh, it's, it's really, really good. And you can see I have it on display here. And uh, I just think it's great. And I, I seriously do. I actually am drinking it myself. And I had a martini the other day, but today I'm just having like a nice glass of Dash. All right. So let's talk about that. Dash Vodka. Emily loves vodka martinis, uh, and, you know, we've been stuck at home. We ordered the olives. Uh, we ordered some vodka. Unfortunately, it wasn't Dash Vodka. I know you're getting a, a, some of that. Yeah, but I'm going to get I, you guys a supply of that. I pulled out my drink mixer book, and I Googled it, and I, I, I compared different recipes on how to make a good, dirty martini, uh, and I made it for her. I take it up to her in bed, and... Takes a sip and uh, no good, no good. You didn't like it, ah. Yeah, yeah, so I, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. How do you make a martini? Okay, so this is how I would do a dirty, dirty martini. Martinis. Dirty martini, here's what you do. You, um, and I learned this from uh, a person that was once a road manager for KISS. Um, you take the vermouth and- Dry, dry vermouth? You use, or, yeah, dry vermouth, not yeah. sweet vermouth. And you-, yeah. you That's what I got. You, you pour a little bit in the cap mm -hmm. and um and then you uh and i'm not sure if technically you're supposed to put this in a dirty martini but i like it so you 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 fill up the cap of vermouth it's very small smaller than this cap and you put that in the the shaker um and it depends on if it's going to be a uh on the rocks or or up as they say but either way uh, you use about a cap full of vermouth now the people who are like really there's some people that just they pour the vermouth in the martini glass and they just dump it and right. then whatever vermouth is left in there after you dump it that's all they want but it, i like the cap full so then uh what you do is you pour that in you you pour your how much ever vodka you want and and then you want to get a little olive juice in there if you want it to be a dirty martini that's that's what makes it dirty the olive juice now the you do olive that. juice. Can I just pour it out of the olive jar? Yes. Because yes. that's what I did. 
She said, yeah. I, so I, I don't know. How much, how much olive juice? Just a little bit, like a splash, I would say. And that makes it that makes it dirty. That makes it dirty. Depending on how dirty is how much olive juice. Now, are there different say, kinds of olives? Because maybe we have the wrong kinds of olives. You might have the wrong olives. Like, So you yeah. don't want to use like uh, Kalamata Italian-style olives. You, you want to use um, cocktail olives. And, okay. uh, yeah, that's, I think green. that's our problem. Because I just ordered used, some, like, like, olives from like Fresh Amazon Fresh or something, like just regular yeah. olives. Yeah, they're See, not cocktail yeah, olives. Yeah, if you use, um, like I love, I, I in the, in, Childhood, I would not ever even think of eating an olive. However, as an adult man, uh, I like olives. But there are uh, what I call Italian-style olives. There are Greek olives. There are a lot of different olives. And um, this is called Food Network uh, Astronomy-style uh, olive talk. Anyway, right. um, so <laughs> I, I like when we were talking to Bruce and we were getting real technical. He's like, guys, half of the Facebook people just like turned it off at that point. That was funny. but. Um, I like, this is one of my parts of the, the show that I like when we talk about random things. So basically, Mark, I'm going to have to tell you and make a recommendation of which olives to get, and then okay. you're going to make another yeah, one, and I guarantee Emily is going to love it. And here's the thing. If you don't mind, I, I have a shipment coming to you of Dash. However, oh. if you don't mind, uh, you know, whenever it's okay with Emily and you and the kids, I will do this. I will take New Jersey Transit to okay. Maplewood, New Jersey, and I'll get out and I'll hand it to you, uh, or or more, <laughs> whatever you want. You let yeah. me know. I'm ready. I'm ready to uh, risk it. I will put a mask uh, on. I'll yeah. wear gloves, and I will be there tomorrow with a bottle of Dash Vodka. This one yeah. is is for you. Oh, awesome! Saving cool. this. I don't even keep this out. I, I just keep it for the the podcast version in the video. Nice. Yeah, that is yours. I love it. So let's do, let's wrap this up uh, soon. Let's see. But let's do, uh, do, should we do another guitar story or should we do a brush with greatness or both? Let's, okay. So guys, we, I love this. We have brush with greatness and guitar stories. Uh, How about if I do a quick guitar story and then you do a brush with greatness? Okay. Yeah. Go for it. How about the, which I'm trying to think which ones we've covered already. Yeah. Like what's that one on the very end there? On which end? On it would be your left. The other, the yeah, yeah. This one. Yeah. Okay, hang on. Uh, this oh, nice. is okay. something that's really, really cool, and I hope that my aunt Joanne, or her daughter Jenna, uh, or her husband Jeff, uh, or all, or my uncle. Is, is watching this. This is my Aunt Joanne's Gibson SG. Wow. I believe it's a 1972 or 74. And um, I, I can't see the serial number right now because it's too dark. Well, that's in been in your family a long time. Yeah. So this has been wow. in my family since the probably mid to late 70s when my, um, my Aunt Joanne, who's my dad's youngest sister, uh, who was super cool. She is one of the people that introduced me to Kiss. She used to manage a great band. And uh, I've been doing this, guys, since I was a little kid. Let me tell you, I've been going to my dad's gigs since, uh, and I've been sitting on Fender Ramps when I was like two years old. And uh, so 
Uh, this guitar has been in the family, and th there's an interesting thing about it. And this is a, a this guitar has, uh, I would say, the the nut width is is so small, and and I love that because uh, you know I have more control, and it has what's called a volute. I used to call it a fulcrum, but it's really called a volute, and and not every guitar has a volute, but I love that. It's a little like a, the way the neck is shaped this guitar the neck snapped and and so what what does what does that mean uh, let me show you that means the neck broke it's now fixed but look at this guitar right this is a les paul goddess and check this out the i don't know if you can see but the neck is cracked on the headstock oh, there right. see that yeah. yes, yes and and sometimes with gibson's that happens, and uh, or not just with Gibsons, but with um, because you know I'm not trying to say that Gibsons are made badly. They're not. They're they're the best in my opinion. But sometimes that happens with any kind of a guitar. On Ace's Budokan model, right there, um, on the the higher end ones, they come with a snap neck that's fixed, and uh, because his original guitar, the uh, headstock broke just like it did on this one, but. This is it's a little bit out of tune because I haven't played it for a while, but it's uh, it's fixed. Sometimes it's even better. Um, uh, there's a, a great guitarist named Binky Griptight, and uh, he played with um, what's the uh, okay uh, the the girl from Europe who sang. Um, she passed away sadly. Uh, she had like a real deep, soulful voice. Oh, uh, Amy Amy Winehouse. Amy Winehouse, yes. Yeah, <laughs> girl Amy from Europe. <laughs> yeah, she's from Europe. See, look, Mark and I think so much alike that I can say she's from Europe. She's got a soulful voice. Bam. Amy Winehouse. <laughs> Amy Winehouse. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I loved Amy Winehouse. She was great. Yeah, Amy Winehouse was great. She um, accidentally knocked over Binky's uh, Gibson. I think it was a three thirty-five or a three fifty-five. The headstock broke. He had it fixed by Gibson, and he thinks it's better after the repair. Wow. So it, here's the thing, guys. If, you, if your neck uh, headstock snaps, uh, that doesn't mean it's the end of the world. But look how cool this guitar is. This is, uh, I mean, an SG. It's got a Bixby Gibson tremolo. I love uh, this. Uh, man. That's very cool. Yeah. They call this a harmonica bridge, uh, which is a really more elaborate bridge than you'll see even on Les Pauls. This is really cool. Paul Stanley used to use this on some of his Vs, I believe. Right. And I particularly, when you're talking the SG, I love this pickguard style, which is what they would call the 61 reissue. So this right. was a guitar made in the 70s that uh, uh, had a 1961 style pickguard. And you know who else had a guitar very similar to this? Adrian Smith. Ah, really? Okay. Of Iron Maiden. If you go yeah. back uh, to old Maiden photos, I am sounds familiar. Yeah, nine percent sure that he had a guitar like this, and it's a, did, it's a yeah. dark brown walnut style finish, which a lot of SGs are more of a, a heritage cherry. Uh, this is a brown one, so this is an amazing guitar, Gibson SG. Uh, set by a lot of different people, including Angus Young and, and Angus Tony Young. Naomi, yeah. Yeah, Tony Iommi, Angus Young, uh, great, great, great guitar. Yeah. Um, so thank you, thank you for Mark for picking that one out because this one yeah, has. But every great, story, great story, every guitar there has a story. I mean, Bruce, Bruce called it, and we've already been doing that. So good stuff, John. Um, 
I will uh, fill you in on a, a brush with greatness. Any any yeah. sp- any specific brush with greatness uh, you'd like me to? Uh, let's well, think of a brush. What, what, I got an idea. Why don't we tell? Well, I, I, name anyone. I probably have a story about them. Let, okay. Well, what I was going to do is why don't we talk about since we're, we're talking with Bruce, why don't we tell a little bit of the story of us in Providence, Rhode Island in 1987. Yeah, it was so Because long that ago. was definitely a brush with greatness yeah. Yeah. Uh, from back in the day. If you have a newer one, we can do that. But no, I, I, got, um, I got tons of them, but. You know what, I want to do two. Here's what I remember. We'll briefly talk about that. You, uh, our friend Rob and Tom Mafucci, who I'm actually friends with on, on Facebook. Uh, yep, me, right, Rob Tom. Fiorentino, Tom Mafucci and you yeah. went from Boston to Providence. Now, I believe Ted Nugent was opening. Correct, he was. But we missed him. We got there too late. <laughs> that's what I, at least that's how I remember it. Right. I, I saw him other shows on that tour. Yeah, but we, I we, missed him, we missed him because I was very disappointed. We missed him. Uh, again, I believe this is late 87. Uh, we, I had um, a Kodak disc camera with me. I know if you don't know what those are. They I were, know what those are, right, right this weird camera that you put, instead of like putting a roll of film in, you put this disc in. Correct. And I loved that camera. I, I had, at that point, I probably had had it three or four years. Uh, it was it was great. I took a lot of cool, actually good photos with that, that camera. So anyways, for whatever reason, I had that with me and I was nervous about having it in and I snuck it into the concert. Right. Um, and we saw Kiss play, and it was a great show. I re- and I took pictures at the concert. There was some that Gene even saw me with the camera and was like giving me faces and stuff. <laughs> I have, uh, which I should scan in because I have a tons of photos. Yeah, totally. And I had like maybe like, like one or two photos left on the disc after the concert. And I, I, I purposely did that because I was like, well, what if we you know, because we were talking, oh, we should try to meet them afterwards. What if we meet yep. them? And I believe we'd taken the train down. Does that sound yes, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, we used to and, take Amtrak from Boston to Providence, Rhode Island, Rhode Island. which is yeah. about an hour train ride. And, and, and so we went back. We somehow found out. Rob was talking to, like, somebody who worked at the place, and he got the hotel that they were staying at. And we yep. went to the hotel and hung out there and there were a few fans there hanging out not many but sure enough bruce walked in said hello to him he kind of i don't remember having a major conversation with him but he was just kind of like hey how are you and, we'll get, and kept walking uh eric came in and we we shook hands with him and i got his autograph i still have nice. the crazy nights program that i had bought and eventually who shows up Paul Stanley, and we got that yeah. iconic photo that I've posted probably 9,000 times on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, me too. Of John and myself with, with Paul Stanley. What do you and remember that, about that? Yeah, yeah, that was just such an amazing photo. And what I remember about that was that the, the setup of the photo was, was you, Rob Fiorentino, uh, who I love, uh, Tom Fucci, who I love too, you, and... Uh, I'm not sure if there was anybody else with us. And then I wasn't there. And I remember Paul Stanley himself yelled, John, come here. And I Yeah, because we were over. trying to get you. We were trying to get you into the shot. We, yeah. And Paul was so freaking cool that night. He was, yeah, he was yeah. just like 
talking to us. And yeah, I was like, would it be all right to get a photo? He's like, absolutely. And we're like, John, get in here. And then Paul right. Stanley, you're right, goes, John, get over here. Right. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, Paul Stanley's coming. So I come over, he pulls me down. And at the very moment, he pulls me down. And then we get that classic shot. But and it was amazing. It's a great shot. We've posted a million times. We'll, we'll post it again in the show notes. Right. And uh, I'm sure if you just look through my Facebook, you'll see it or your Facebook. And the the sad thing, though, is that Tom Fucci and Rob right. Giardino got, like, cropped out, not right. by us, but by the photographer, the whoever had the camera. took the photo, which was, like, some, you know, bellhop or something at the hotel. Yeah. So here's the deal, guys. That so so we get this picture and and John and Rob and Tom were like oh my god we got a picture with Paul Stanley like it was <laughs> it was like high five celebration <laughs> and this is before the days of selfies you know right, um, right. And, and and then we missed the last train back to Boston mm. we end up staying there all night I think until yeah. the next train in the more the first train back in the morning in the morning we right wander around Providence we ended up at a police station yes yes. Awesome there and we like, weren't doing anything wrong like we weren't like partying we weren't at a bar we, we were looking for a we, safe place to hang out for a, yeah like, we went to a dunkin donuts until they kicked us out of a dunkin donuts and then our next best place to go was the police station and we just went there because we just wanted to be indoors and safe and they let us in they were they were cool uh, yeah so anyways we get the next train back at like 5 a.m the first train out of providence to boston uh, and in these days, pre-selfie cell phone days, you had to take the film to like uh, a CVS or a Store 24, I think is where I took it. Right, right. Oh, store 24. And like four or five days later, your photos would come in. So anyways, like a week after the show, we get the photos back. And I, I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. The four of us with, with uh, Paul Stanley. And I opened the photos. And the guy who took the photo cropped out um, Rob and, and Rob, <laughs> basically from the shot. And they were so freaking pissed. And meanwhile, <laughs> it's like a close-up of John, Paul Stanley, and myself. And it's yeah. an epic, classic picture of the three of us. But unfortunately for those guys... Yeah, I I, if I if I knew I used to have it on the wall, but when I did like a on the other room, but when I did like a little remodeling, I took it off the wall, or else I just run and get it right now. But yeah, just stay tuned to our Facebook and and I'll show. Yeah, we'll, it we'll I post it in the show frame. notes on TalkingMetal.com for sure. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so that was that was definitely a, a epic. Uh, that was an amazing brush with greatness, Mark. I I want to um just take one minute to do uh, one thing that I teased. That's what they say in the TV industry. Okay, yeah. Uh, teased on Facebook, and I said that I had a surprise, a little surprise. Some people are expecting something really big. Uh, I even have notes, okay? I have a lot of notes. Oh, I have a surprise for the people in my hometown of Johnstown. Uh, actually, I'm from Windeburg, Pennsylvania. Windeburg, named after uh, a mining company, uh, after a family named Burr Wind, but Windeburg. Just like I was from Windeburg, Named after Berwin, and then I went to Berkeley College of Music, named after Lee Burke. So whatever I do, you have to have a name, and then you switch it, and then I, I do it. So if something in the future comes out with that two-name thing, I will do it, no matter what it is. So it's it's programmed. But, okay, I got two surprises. So I got, I got a good one, and I, it, it, the good one's really good. 
The minor one is look what I found, guys. I okay, I got to turn this way. Johnstown, PA, the alibi. This is a bar in Johnstown, PA, and I at one point got a shirt from them, and it's written in a similar font to my favorite hat belly up. I only wear belly up hats, uh, plus uh, one additional camo hat that my uncle Snook bought me. But anyway, belly up is in Solana Beach, California. I, I have like several, like 10 belly up hats. And I'm wearing the alibi to promote businesses in Johnstown and Windsor and Bedford and Altoona and Richland and all the areas, Somerset, Pennsylvania, all my favorite places. So that is cool. Now, here's the other thing. Like It will be opening. Like It is Ace. John's band, for anybody who doesn't know. Like It is my band, led by the infamous Jamie Ross, uh, rounded out by me, Mike Lincoln, who drives a Lincoln, on the drums. And we have two bassists, uh, Hide, who lives in Japan, and Dave Messenger, who lives in New York. And sometimes uh, either one of those guys plays. And um, we are going to be going back out on the road if the world permits us to do it um, with Ace Fraley and we are playing the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, one of my favorite cities uh, area. It's called Warrendale, Pennsylvania, a club called Jurgles Rhythm Grill uh, handled by Drusky Entertainment, which is a, a big place, a big uh, uh, entertainment company uh, led by Brian Drusky. Uh, they do uh, a lot of great uh, venues When's in the Pittsburgh. Show? The show is August 6th. So here's the thing. It's a Thursday night. Um, we're going to be traveling happen. from New York. It could happen. We, we hope. But anyway, um, it, if it doesn't happen on August 6th, it'll get rescheduled and we'll do it. But right now, it's booked for August 6th. Jurgles Rhythm Grill in Warrendale, Pennsylvania, which is just a little bit north of one of my favorite cities, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So how that's cool is that? That's with Ace Frehley. Ace Frehley, yeah. Right, mm -hmm. cool. And then- uh, Opening up for him. Yeah, we're, we have two other um, shows that are on the books right now, as they would say, uh, one in Lawrenceburg, uh, Indiana, which is the Cincinnati market opening for Ace. Um, at a uh, Lawrenceburg event center and there's a big casino there. And then we have another show that's in October, another show also in October in Atlantic city, New Jersey at, um, I believe it's a hard, hard rock, hard rock hotel. And uh, that was supposed to be June 5th, but we moved that to October. So here's the thing, guys, we did 20 some shows with ACE in 2019 and in 2020, uh, things are just strange. So uh, we've got three on the books. We've got one more on the books that I can't yet announce. So stay tuned for my Facebook and all that kind of stuff, to, uh, the Like It website and the acefraley.com website, and we'll fill you in on all these other shows. But so, so far, we have three confirmed, uh, a fourth confirmed with Ace that uh, we can't yet announce. So uh, that's part two of the announcement. Believe it or not, the announcement was that I found an alibi shirt in my right. closet. Um, promoting my town right. the secondary yeah, announcement hometown is pride that, man hometown yeah, pride. hometown pride like it will be uh and it's right by a place called market basket uh that's a grocery store so i i you know what i i should own a grocery store like my friend mark lamantia because um i i like grocery stores i like food i just had a steak order i had 10 steaks come in you know how much that cost 160 dollars, and that's when you buy them in bulk 
like right. 16 bucks a steak. I, I, I don't know. If I go to Ruth Chris, it's... Where do you cook them? You cook them right in your... You're right in your I cook them. Yeah. So my, my, I have uh, multiple methods of cooking. Um, if it's a smaller steak, uh, like maybe a strip uh, and it's not real thick, I can cook that on my Cuisinart griddler, um, which is sort of like a high-end George Foreman style grill meets a panini maker. Um, if it's a thick filet mignon style or like a $30 or $20 ribeye, I will first sear it in a um, cast iron skillet and then I will finish it in the oven because right. that's what I do. I'm a, I'm a wannabe chef, rock right. chef. Well, listen, John, we've been two hours on the dot here. So perfect. Uh, I think that's a good place to wrap it. And I, I'm still, unfortunately, hearing my kids pounce around upstairs, which ah. is kind of upsetting. But uh, I'm going to go <laughs> check what's going on. I just prefer See what's eat. happening. See what's yeah. happening. Let uh, me know if I can deliver the dash vodka yeah, to you. I'll I'll be right out there tomorrow. You tell me. I'll be on the train. I'll meet you at the Maplewood station. We yeah. could do a shot together. Um, one other thing, guys, I just want to show my parents this. Uh, my mom is a super Elvis fan. Check this out. I, I am doing uh, COVID Elvis-style sideburns. Uh, right. By the end of this, they could be down to here. And yeah, I mean, I my hair has grown so Look long. At that. You get, I usually you have, have good the hair. grunge. I usually have the grunge, you know, uh, bop haircut, but this is beyond the bop. Like, <laughs> Mark, that yeah. might be the yeah. longest I've ever seen your hair on the top. Yeah, That's, yeah it's it's freaking. You're lucky. Ridiculous. You have good hair. You you're never losing your hair. Let me tell you that. It's ridiculous. never going bald. Well, thank there's you. there's a great the, one I, I'd last. Like, I'd like it like just a little shorter, but I'm gonna wait. Really? Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> one time I was up at Berkeley speaking, and there was a kid that didn't want to pay for haircut, and he goes, well, "You know, John, you seem like you might know about hair. Would you cut my hair?" I looked like I was in White Lion at the point of blonde curls, and um, I cut the poor kid's hair uh, really bad. Like, uh, but uh, so you don't want me attempting to trim that. Well, yeah, I, I'll let it go for now, but it's... <laughs> it looks cool. I think it looks cool. It's oh, rock and roll. You. Thank you. Rock and roll All right, man. forever. Well, it's always great hanging with you, John. And yeah. uh, wow, it, it was uh, jam-packed tonight with Bruce. Yeah, really a, a super, super show. Yeah. I, I want to thank both... Great guitar players. Yeah, both both of those guys are great guitar players. And I want to really send a special thanks to Bruce Kulik and Eric Turner for spending the time with us tonight we couldn't have asked for a better show and uh, i think it was great thank yeah, you cool. and now i did you know i did the theme music play at the beginning i, don't I believe the theme music played but the little slide that said our name right. I, I don't think that happened and uh i didn't hear guys, the theme music but we'll, oh you didn't hear the theme music i thought it played we're, we're still trying to work with the technical uh aspects of this we'll, we'll check the report. really need an engineer we'll, we'll find out um, when we watch this Facebook thing back and hopefully yeah. um, everything is, uh, it says it's recording, so that's good. And it says live on Facebook. So I think we're yeah. doing good. Yeah, we're definitely live that, on Facebook. Here's the thing that we didn't do. And I feel bad is that uh, when you're, when you're watching the video, you, you can't, and you're, you're trying to get involved in, in the questions. It's difficult oh, to answer the, the Facebook. Oh, my God. Stuff. Yeah, there's 137 comments. I haven't <laughs> looked at any. So here's the thing. We really appreciate everybody 
who are commenting and uh, yeah, Kevin Riley, Joseph Bobak, Ron. Oh, Joe Bobak from Winber. His dad yeah. was in the bad with my dad. Amazing guy. Ed John Janishek from Alaska. Kevin Riley, Ron Osborne, uh, Shauna Jones. Um, that's all I can see. Uh, on this particular screen. She, she worked with us, right? At Shana the, uh, Jones worked with us, right? That was Shana from uh, the uh, library. Yep. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I, how do That's I get weird. back? It says 137 comments. comments and it's 146 comments. My God. Yeah, we got a lot even, of comments. I don't even know how to read them all. I know. Um, for some reason, guys, on my phone, I can't see all of the comments, it won't let me scroll through the comments. You know why? Because we're live right now. That's why. Oh, okay. So right. when well, we're we not live through them and check them out, all your comments will yeah, be Michael bad. McVeigh. Um, yeah. He, Michael McVeigh does a great show called coffee D talk with Stefan Adika and Mike Pisano. And, uh, it's, it's great. And, uh, it's really fun. Um, just caught the episode with chips enough and they have the, the same thing where they, it's, sometimes it's hard to, uh, see the comments. Yeah. And Ed, right. I'm glad I pronounced your name properly. Sherry, uh, Sherry said we're going to have to fix that ASAP. And Sherry uh, is from the Outer Banks. And she, along with uh, my good friend Michelle, uh, were watching together last week. Yeah, and uh, the they're going to figure out how to fix that comment uh, for us. Sherry, thank you for watching. Thanks to everyone who watched. If you don't subscribe to the YouTube page, please do so. It's youtube.com slash talking metal. We're trying to get to 10,000 subscribers, which might allow us to, it's a long story, but we need to get to 10,000 subscribers and we're nowhere close. So uh, yeah, any, anyone who wants to subscribe to the YouTube page, please do youtube.com slash talking metal. And uh, that'll do it for tonight. Yeah. Uh, another shout out to Billy May from the electric magic sideshow oh. band that uh, it was his band that I joined. And uh, also, from Kiss Nation. That's his, his Kiss real band. Kiss Nation right kicks your, I mean, t talk about an amazing show. One of the best, if not the best, Kiss tribute band out there. Check them out, Kiss Absolutely. Nation. Absolutely. And we had Billy, uh, we were lucky enough to have Billy sing Hotter Than Hell with us on one of our Talking Metal episodes. Yeah, definitely one of my favorite Talking Metal jams for sure. Which was really All right, cool. man, I got to run, but uh, always great hanging with you, John. And uh, thank you, Facebook friends. And Excellent. Thanks, everybody. And Michael, did I say Stefan Adika? That's what I thought I said. Um, but uh, yeah, I love your show, Michael, and uh, Stefan and Mike and all your other guests. Um, Corey, I saw Corey Levitin from Circus Magazine, who I knew from back in the 90s uh, in, when Enough's Enough was hanging out in New York. And uh, so it was nice to see him on there. Uh, the show is really cool. John, I, uh, another person who is watching. So thank you, everybody who has tuned in tonight. Uh, as Mark said, subscribe to our YouTube page. Come back next Friday night. We're going to have another show. We will announce our guests soon. And we really appreciate it, guys. Thank you. All right. This is the new sign. Okay. Bye, guys. Take care. All right, John. Cool. I got to run. I got to run. We're still on, but we're going to end right now. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. Auto Trader.